Thanks for listening to the Home Fix Show podcast brought to you by Heating Equipment Company. All makes and models of residential and commercial furnaces and air conditioners can be serviced or installed by Heating Equipment Company, a Lennox premier dealer. 208-459-2212. This is a podcast of the Home Fix Show with Joe Prince. And the way you join into the program this morning, as usual, is you grab your phone and you punch in 208-336-3700 and we talk 208-336-3700. Yes, it is Saturday morning. I'm Joe Prin, and for the next three hours, we will do our best to help you out with the questions that you have running through your head about home repairs, home construction, improvements, the people you hire, the materials, the costing of projects, all the things that you think about before actually maybe taking on a project. Or maybe you're stuck in the middle and want to know what to do next. Let me see if I can help you out. 208-336-3700. This first hour or so of the program is a good time for us to spend some quality time on your phone calls. It's a little slower on the phone lines as people wakey-wakey and get the sleep out of their eyes and uh, roll over and realize that they are conscious for another day. (laughs) You can uh, join in with us if you are awake and up and running. 208-336-3700. There's a list of phone numbers and people if you do need help during the week with projects or you want to know Hey, who's that uh, company that Joe has on his show that does this or that? Uh, It's my trusted resource list. Just go to joeprin.com. Just punch that into your browser, joeprin.com, and up will come my homepage for the website, and just click where it says click here, and it'll open the four-page document. And you can print that out or save it or just get the information off it and move on. Uh, Absolutely free for you to use that at joeprin.com. So make sure you check that out. Uh, I've got a lot of different topics for today, and I'm glad that I did that because it's one of those uh, weekends, again, it looks like we don't know if it's going to be sunny and warm or rainy and cool, and it uh, could be both of those even before lunchtime. But uh, a topic we kind of started a, a little while ago and never really got into the next Phase And I was talking about uh, deck refinishing and uh, wood stains and what some of the top brands were for either for fencing or for decking or for siding and all that different stuff. Took several questions during the week about some of that and cleared it up. And I could tell that it was anticipated that uh, some of you will be doing this project. Maybe when it finally does stop raining outside and you can count on several days without moisture falling from the sky because we do know that when we go to try to put a fresh coat of preservative or stain or finish uh, and those those could be three different things as, as you learned last week uh, we, we do need to have dry conditions to do this so it is a big decision when you finally decide to start uh, working on your actual wood surface uh, outdoor living area and provide uh, a new appearance to it or a new new layer of uh, preservation to it. We are delaying the inevitable when we put on stains and preservatives and all that. Uh, all, all we're doing is trying to decelerate the, uh, the, the decomposition of the 
the dead trees that these things are, are built for. So there's there's several different paths you can go down depending on, I guess, how long you've you've let it go. If, if you've kept up with things, uh, your work going into the the next uh, coating or the next uh, refinishing, uh, as and that's really not the right word. It's just finishing, I guess. Um, but depending how how long you've let things go will determine how much work you're going to have to get through, uh, or it depends also on what end result uh, you're after. But in most cases, there is some sort of a sanding or some kind of a uh, a, a preparation that has to has to happen. You may have to uh, get a, a get a get a tool and drive down some of the nails if your deck was nailed down that have worked their way up. You may have to actually pull those nails out and replace them with with some longer screws uh, so that they are down below the surface. So if you do rent a floor sander, uh, a, a vibrating random orbit floor sander, uh, most of the rental places have these that use a sheet of sandpaper that's like the size of a, a legal pad size, maybe even a little bit bigger. And you set that down on the deck and you, you roll the sander up onto it. And just the weight of this tool, they're really heavy, uh, just sits on top of that. And that's to put a certain amount of pressure per square inch on the sandpaper and turn the thing on and go for a ride. And it just sands, sands things down. And then you tip it back and you go to a little finer grit and a finer grit. Well, you have to have all those those nails or screws have to be set down to or just a little bit below the surface or you'll be uh, sanding off the, the top of the metal uh, trying to do that rather than just the wood. So it is a physical way of doing that. You can also check with some of the uh, flooring companies that do hardwood floors. Some of them will come and sand your deck for you using the floor refinishing techniques and tools that they have for working inside your home. Uh, some of them uh, may not want to do that. They may, they may politely, politely decline getting their, their tools out there. But, uh, I, man, if I was in that business, I'd, I'd sand those decks all day long with those, those sanders that they have because it would be quick work. But uh, you probably should do all that prep work ahead of time of uh, knocking down the, the heads on, on all those fasteners. It's also the opportunity for you, too, if you have a damaged board that's on the deck, something that maybe got uh, severely gouged or maybe burnt or maybe just rotted or a big giant knot hole opened up in something, you could always take up one of those boards. Uh, in some cases, maybe even just flip it over and reinstall it. Uh, otherwise, you could take and replace it with a new one and then have everything sanded and blended uh, around it. As far as what you put down, as far as the, the material itself, uh, as, you, as you heard last week on the show, and I, and I just went through like the top, I think it was the top eight or something, brands that are out there that a lot of consumer testing places and uh, purchasers and satisfaction ratings all kind of mashed together and this big formula came up with, you know, these are some of the the best ones and and about half of them are available to us right here and in southern Idaho and in the nearby area you can always order stuff in and have it sent to you but you pay a pay quite a bit for shipping uh, so there's quite a few different material choices that you'll have out there and I'll let you 
research that based on on color, style, or choice. But realize, just again, that last thing, some of these things are just a stain. All they do is just change the color of the surface to what you, what you want it to be, and that could be a semi-transparent or a or a, a solid color stain, something you can't see the grain through if you need to cover something up. Or they may be just a preservative, more of a clear type of liquid that is designed to preserve the life and extend the life of the wood itself. Or it could be a combination of, the, of both. It could be a preservative and a stain, maybe even with some kind of a sealant, or there's just sealants that go on there. But uh, usually for a good combination product, you could expect to spend anywhere from 35 to $60 a gallon uh, for this. What? Jeez, I remember buying stuff for, you know, eight ninety nine a gallon. Yeah, well, you did. And, you know, milk was 69 cents and gas was, you know, $1.10 or something. So, yeah, it's, it's all changed. So uh, make your choice there. Uh, as far as cleaning the deck, that's something that uh, probably should happen well before you even think about doing any of the sanding because uh, there's no sense putting a lot of work into removing something that could be uh, removed in a, maybe a little easier way. A lot of good deck cleaners are out there on the shelf of home centers and hardware stores and paint stores. Some of them are, are pre-mixed. You buy a, a gallon jug of this and put it into a garden sprayer, a little pump up, you know, one of those little one gallon, two gallon garden sprayers. And you, you pump it up and you spray it on the wood. Some of them tell you to agitate it a little bit so you can play political commercials all day long out there. No, just uh, agitate it with a broom and scrub it and help it loosen up. A lot of them tell you to keep it moist with this material as it's doing it. Don't let it dry out. So you may have to have a a secondary set of shoes that you can walk around on this. Be careful. It gets really slippery out there and you don't want to get it in places where you don't want this stuff to do its work. So uh, keep it where it is. Most of them are biodegradable where they won't hurt the plants around it as long as you flush it with a lot of water afterwards and dilute it down uh, so that you don't hurt the grass and the plants and um, and scorch the earth around your deck to where nothing will ever grow again. But a lot of these use some type of a, a lifting agent, some type of a, a foaming or uh, kind of like Alka-Seltzer tablets that kind of bubbles up a little bit and lifts the dirt out of the wood. Also, some of it will bleach and take off some of that surface decay that is on the wood. And then just with a garden hose, you don't have to use a pressure washer or anything, just the garden hose and the broom, you scrub it down, you rinse it all off, and the slurry of, of air pollutants and pollens and, and hamburger grease and everything else that you've dropped all over, all over the deck uh, comes off. And that's all that much more sanding that you don't have to do. People have reported on this show that they said, you know, I'm glad I went through that process of a good cleaning and spent a lot of time doing that because it turned out afterwards they didn't need to sand at all. That's all it, all it took was to clean it. So I think no matter how you've kept up with the uh, with, with your outdoor wood surfaces over time, I, I think, you know, no matter how much you've done that, whether it's every year you do this or whatever, I start with the good cleaning because... Maybe that's all that it, it really needs because we have to remember, too, that sanding is not going to take a cracked uh, board that has dried out and a, a check mark has opened up in it or a split or something. It's not going to heal that. You can't just, well, I'll just pour so much finish in there that it just fills it in. Well, that doesn't always 
work real good either. But um, just a, a good solid cleaning is is probably all that's uh, that's needed. You know, right in the in the first part of it. Uh, we'll finish this up when we come back here with a few more things about uh, perhaps painting an outdoor wood deck. Uh, is that a good idea or not? Uh, what what does you know? We talked about a bunch of different pathways that you can go down on this is is that needed have you gotten to that point we'll see and what about pressure washing uh you know why not and uh what happens five years from now and what are your cleaning habits we're going to talk about some of that when we come back unless of course you get on the phone lines right now with your questions 208-336-3700 i'm joe prin you're listening to home fix on News Talk KBOI. The Home Fix Show with Joe Prin will be right back on News Talk KBOI. Paint can have a big impact on how your home looks and, of course, how it feels every time you walk in the door. Crisp, clean lines and the right colors in the right place. All of this is the sign of a great, well-planned paint job. When you need a professional painter, call the painting pro. For decades, Brian and his team of professional painters have been serving the Treasure Valley with the finest in painting materials and the best in detail and application. If you need help choosing new colors, consultation services are part of what the Painting Pro does because they want you to be very excited about the new look of your home. Call 208-378-4825 to schedule an appointment now for your quote. No painting project is too big or too small for the Painting Pro. 208-378-4825. 4825 or visit paintingpro.net to learn more about the best paint job you and your home could hope to have. 208-378-4825 or paintingpro.net. I totally understand. Getting your carpets cleaned is probably not one of the highest priorities you might have right now. But should it be? Your carpets are part of the indoor air quality of your home and there's been a lot of nasty stuff floating around lately. Zero Res use patented Zero Res Water, which does a better job breaking down the dirt and the grime to get carpets cleaner, all while not leaving behind that crunchy, sticky residue like detergent cleansers do. This means your carpets not only get cleaner, but they stay cleaner longer, and they feel great under your bare feet. Zero Res cleans upholstery, tile floors, wood floors, area rugs, and stair runners. Just ask for a quote. For professional scheduling, service, and respect of your home and satisfaction, follow up. Book your next appointment online at zeroresboise.com or call 208-383-1000. That's 208-383-1000. Joe is always telling you to surround yourself with good people to help you take care of the things around your home. Pastcom can check off two of those boxes for you. Pestcom will take care of properly scheduled, professionally applied pest controls that are pet and environmentally safe, all while keeping away the mice, spiders, and bugs. Pestcom will also care for your lawn with the right timing for weed control and fertilizations. They'll help you build a plan for your lawn that will make for a sturdy, healthy turf, which may require less water and will handle stress better. Bring Pestcom into your circle of trusted companies to help with your home. Mention you listen to The Home Fix Show and your first treatment will be half price. Call today for an appointment to measure and look at your home and property. 208-495-5636. 208-495-5636. That's 208-495-5636. 
or learn more about additional services at pestcom.com. Did you know that you can have your bathtub converted to a shower in as little as one day? It's true. You've heard Jesse and Jeff from Custom Bath Solutions on the Home Fix Show talking about this with Joe. They have a beautiful showroom in Meridian where you can see full-size displays of their locally made showers and enclosures. And these best bath components have a 30-year warranty. If this is what you need to make your bathing safer and more enjoyable, call or visit Custom Bath Solutions. But maybe you need a bigger scale bathroom remodel. Not a problem. Custom Bath Solutions can help with all bathroom remodeling projects start to finish. Visit Custom Bath Solutions at 480 East Franklin Road in Meridian or call 208-888-7561. That's 208-888-7561 for Custom Bath Solutions. Shower yourself with comfort. Custom Bath Solutions. This is Home Fix with Joe Prin. If you'd like to talk to Joe, call now, 336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI. Now back to Home Fix on News Talk KBOI. If you ever miss a portion of our programming, uh, you can go back to KBOI.com. There are recordings of all of our previous shows there under the podcast menu. You can just click on that podcast menu, drop down to Home Fix when you see it in the list of KBOI programs that uh, that's available for. Uh, many other shows here that you hear on KBOI are on that menu also. Uh, so go down to the podcast menu, drop down to the Home Fix show, and then you can look at it by date or some of the topics. Uh, at the end of each show, I go back and try to write up just a couple just a couple sentences uh, with you know what happened during the show, what the topics were, and then you can try to listen to the show and find them uh, within the Thing. I don't tell you that at 28 minutes and 53 seconds in, we talked about storm door closures. No, we didn't. It's not that detailed. So, uh, But you can fast forward and rewind through it, too. Uh, that's all brought to you by Heating Equipment Company. They pay for that uh, hosting of all that data on, on the website. So we thank them for that, Stanley and his team at Heating Equi- Equipment Company. I do have an update, too, today that I'll share in the 8 o'clock hour when we come back after the news break about some of the, uh, the comments that Stanley made along with uh, our guest last week on the show. Uh, we had Matt Vandermeer from Momentum LLC with us, a uh, tester. He tests homes for energy efficiencies. And Stanley Johnson was here, and we talked about some proposals to do away with uh, the energy code uh, requirements in Idaho, or some parts of it anyway, as it turns out. And I do have an update to that since last week. Some of the information that was shared was not entirely accurate, but uh, a lot of it was. So uh, just so you know what's going on, we'll cover that at 8 o'clock when we, uh, when we come back after the news. So jumping back into our, uh, into our decking here, uh, maybe paint is the next choice. What's the difference between paint and stain? Well, I think you, I think you know that. Uh, this is a, a sharp group that listens to the show. You know, stains will change the color of the wood. They'll penetrate into the fibers and tint them to a different color. Where paint is a encapsulate, it just lays on the top and bonds with that surface. It's also traditionally a solid color. You can't see through the paint to what's underneath it. So in some cases on outdoor living areas, that may be the choice to go with. 
I personally had to do that on on mine. Uh, uh, I think it was a year ago. Yeah, I think it was last year at the beginning of last year. Um, my deck was a painted or at least maybe, yeah, it was, it was a painted surface at one time. It was painted kind of a light gray or a blue at one time. And then more of a kind of a terracotta reddish color that faded and it, it just needed another coat. So we sanded it down where we could, but there was still a lot of that paint showing. And so we ended up putting a, uh, kind of a, a brown color, almost like a, a mocha or a latte kind of color over it with a an actual uh, porch and decking paint that I got from uh, Sherwin-Williams and put that down and it, it's great. It's designed to be a walking surface. It's not just regular house paint that you use. You do have to use something designed for this. I don't know if it, I, it must do something different with the, uh, the, the surface because a lot of house paints are designed to chalk off and keep themselves clean over time. This doesn't do that. So you're not tracking in part of the paint on your shoes all the time. And not only that, but as you walk across it, you can hose it off and sweep it and mop it and do all kinds of uh, your normal floor maintenance with, with this and, and keep it looking good. Uh, but that's what you have to do if you're going to be doing the paint. Uh, it also provided the opportunity for me to switch out some bad boards because when you painted over it, you didn't know if that board had been there for the last 35 years, or if it just went in, you know, a few days before. I also used some filler on a couple of the boards that had uh, some open holes or they had some uh, some good-sized splits in it, and I just didn't want to see that after I painted, so I uh, mixed up some uh, some of the Durham's water putty. You ever use that stuff? That That is the coolest filler. That stuff's been around for for a long, long time. I may have to do this, the backstory on how that all came to be, but it's a wood filler that comes in a powder form. You just mix up with a little bit of water and pack it in there, and it's uh, they call it the rock hard water putty. Yeah, you don't uh, you don't stain over it very good uh, afterwards, but it's good if you're going to be painting or restoring some wood, and uh, very inexpensive for the amount that that you get out of it. I've got one little container of that, a little quart size cardboard cylinder of that. It looks like a shorter Pringles can full of this stuff that. I'll bet you this stuff is from the mid-60s, late-60s or something. And uh, I got it just because the artwork of the, the, the container was kind of cool at one time. But I needed something. I didn't have any of, uh, of the, the new stuff available. So I thought, I wonder if this is still good. And I mixed it up and used it perfectly fine. Worked absolutely perfectly fine. I uh, hope there wasn't anything bad in there as far as what they made it with back then. But um, the other thing to remember if you do use... Uh, any kinds of, of paints or stains on your deck is the compatibility issue. Um, what you are putting on today is that you know think of it as a, as a, as a chemical. It's a it's a a liquid material that you're counting on drying or curing and also bonding to whatever you put it over the top of. Are they compatible with each other? Now, most finishes, as they age and it gets old enough, whether you used a stain or a preservative or something, if it's been three or four years or something since you did this and you're going to be sanding, you're probably going to be fine. But maybe this was just, let's say, stained and finished two years ago, and now you just want to change it and maybe paint over the surface just to change the color or to modernize it or to just change your decorating style a little bit. Is what you're going to be putting down on there compatible with what you have? Before you go to a whole lot of work, 
you may want to take one small little section, maybe one piece of that two by six somewhere on the deck and mask off a little square, an area, maybe just a little five and a half by five and a half inch and get some of this material and brush it on there and let it cure and then just see. Go out there and scrub it and scuff it and drag something across it and just make sure that it's got a good bond and that it just instantly just doesn't lift up or bubble up or peel and and come off of what you have there because you'd hate to go through all this work only to find out that the first time that you drag a a table or a, a chair up to the table that it just peels right off of it. Uh, the other thing to look at when you choose your finishes is what are your cleaning habits now? How do you clean your deck? Do you clean your deck? Do you go out there once in a while with soap and water and do you just kind of scrub it down with a stiff bristle brush to get all the, the stains and drippings and you know stuff off the deck and sap and leaves and who knows what? Or do you just go out and rinse it off once in a while? Or do you just use a blower and blow the leaves and the dust and the dirt off it regular. Make sure that whatever finish that you pick fits your cleaning habits and your patterns because that's kind of hard to change. Most of us have a way that we go about doing things and that's the way we're going to do it. So sometimes it's easier to get a product to fit our abilities and our techniques more than it is to change the way we go about doing something to cater to the needs of a certain product. So Evaluate what your cleaning habits are, and perhaps under that barbecue grill, you need to put a put a, a flame-resistant rug or something down there, or some kind of a one of those drip pans like you used to put underneath the car or something uh, to catch the oil. Put that down on the deck underneath the grill so that the, uh, the droppings don't uh, get onto your newly refinished deck. All right, we're going to be back after the news in the next hour with more Home Fix as the show continues this Saturday morning. I hope you'll be with us. I'm Joe Prin. You are listening to News Talk KBOI on 93.1 FM and 670 AM. Electricians have to be both talented and very knowledgeable. They have to be creative when you want lighting, outlets, and switches added into your home. And they have to do it so that everything is up to the current electrical codes and safe for you and your family. Dave at Consumer Electric and Cable would like to be your go-to electrician when you need help. Rooms get repurposed into offices. Families grow. New electrical devices come into our lives. And as we grow older, we want more lighting or automation to enhance our lives. David Consumer Electric and Cable can help you with all of this and a whole lot more. What are you wanting out of your electrical system? Talk to Dave and let him take care of it. Maybe it's even time to get that new hot tub or spa or to remodel the garage into that dream workshop or craft area. Consumer Electric and Cable, 208-939-8333. That's 208-939-8333. 208-939-8333. The Hefner Group at Guild Mortgage, your local home lender, can help you with every aspect of mortgage lending, whether you're buying or refinancing or even building a home. The Hefner Group at Guild Mortgage is here for you. Many people are just now realizing how much equity they have in their homes and looking for ways that they can remodel, add on, or just update their existing home. If you're looking for ways to finance a project like this, start with a conversation with Terry Hefner at Guild Mortgage. He can help you analyze the complete situation and choose an option that best fits you and your goals. Don't get stressed out or confused. Relax and let Terry Hefner and his team of professionals help you with your financing. Call 208-599-8500 or visit terryhefner.com. 
Terry Hefner is NMLS 95796. The company is NMLS 3274. Guild Mortgage is an equal housing lender. 208-599-8500. This is a podcast of The Home Fix Show with Joe Prin. Good morning to you and welcome to The Home Fix Show on News Talk KBOI, thank you for waking up with us this morning. Each and every Saturday morning, we talk about your lifestyle of living in a home or living in an apartment, living anywhere where you want to take care of some things, maybe modify them, improve them. Maybe it's just maintain them. Maybe it's fix something that has been wrong for a long time or you're just tired of the way something is and you want to make it yours. That's what we do on the show. This can be everything from putting a new button on your doorbell on the outside of the house. If that makes your life better, go for it. Or maybe just tearing down the whole south side of your home and rebuilding it and making two stories out of one. We, could, we go the full gamut here. It's, uh, it's not just for beginners. It's not just for pros. We've got every kind of person you can imagine listening to this show. We've been at it for well over 30-some years and uh, through that time, I've I've had the pleasure of meeting many professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Uh, some people with skills, some without, and but the enthusiasm is there all the time, and that's what this show's all about. So you ask the questions, I do my best to try to answer them, and where I can't, we usually have somebody pop in and uh, fills in the gaps for us, or we may even have to do follow-up the, the the next week to get the information out there, but. We do what we can. Uh, you can also send emails to me during the week. Uh, maybe you just can't get in on the phone lines today or you can't get in while the show is is live. Uh, perhaps you're listening to this at a future date on a podcast, and it's not Saturday, May 14th at 8.09 a.m. at the moment. Uh, maybe you're listening six months from now and you still have a question about something you hear today. Send an email right at that time to joe at joeprin.com, and I'll do my best to get back to you as, as soon as I possibly can. Uh, last week on the show, uh, Stanley Johnson and Matt Vandermeer came in uh, very concerned about some chatter that was going on about eliminating uh, parts or all of the energy code requirements in an effort to reduce the uh, amount of government uh, regulation and overseeing within certain trades and technologies and things. Uh, They felt that maybe this was going a little bit too far to get rid of certain things and were rightfully concerned. So on the uh, on Facebook on a group that's called the Home Fix Radio Show. That is a group that uh, I have set up there for doing just like what I'm about to tell you. Um, this is a place where I can post things that I can show you that uh, I don't have that ability to. Well, you know, here, look at your radio. I'm holding this thing up. Can you see it? No. So that's what we do on that that group. And so on there, you will find the minutes from the last meeting where it shows everything that was going to be stricken out of the code along with either word changes or other information that was going to be added in 
that will be voted on and become the way that it is. Well, there was some follow-up to that. Uh, Stanley was concerned that he may have spoken out of turn on a couple of things, so he did some more investigating uh, the following Monday morning when certain offices and personnel were available to answer questions. So I'm going to read you this very short note that he sent back to me. Um, This was sent on May 9th at about uh, quarter to nine in the morning. Uh, He sent this to me after, after what you're going to hear happen. He says, Joe, I spoke with Jeff Oldenkamp this morning about what I said Saturday on your show. And one of the things that he said was that there was the possibility that insulation would not be required in the walls, attics, or crawl spaces of homes anymore. He was reading that in what he saw in those changes and interpreting that to be the case, that insulation would no longer be required. So Stanley wanted to check that out a little bit more. I spoke with Jeff Oldenkamp this morning about what I had said on your Saturday show. He told me that the attack on the energy code does not include building insulation, that the persons wanting to change the energy code have kept a chart that speaks to what insulation values are required in buildings. When I had been told persons were wanting to do away with the energy code, I thought they literally meant the whole code. Well, you would say that when somebody says, we're going to get rid of the energy code. Well, okay, then you'd think it's the whole thing. It's like, we're going to get rid of spaghetti sauce in the world. Okay, well, that's all of it, right? Okay. He further informed me that they have backed off on wanting to remove the requirement for a system to be engineered, as I had quoted them as wanting to do. That clearly was on the agenda earlier but seems they have given up on doing that now at this time. Ah, so something did change before when the information went out to where it was at that point in time. Anyway, the purpose of this letter is to say, I'm sorry for having said something about insulation in the walls of homes being taken, or insulation in the walls being taken out of the energy code if they get what they want. I did not mean to have your show lose any integrity with your audience for having a guest say something that was not true. Please accept my apologies. Uh, In wanting to inform the public of what was going on, I truly did not mean to be untruthful. So uh, if you know anything about Stanley, you know that that is not in his nature to do that. Uh, He is very, very factual and very uh, much, you know, between the lines and, uh, you know, one plus one is two. That, that That's all it can be. Um, so, and if you go back to read what was in or what was being taken out of that code, you could see how that interpretation could have happened. So he was just clearing this off again. So again, I just want to say this here. It said, uh, I spoke with Jeff this morning about what I'd said on your Saturday show. He told me the attack on the energy code did not include building insulation, that the person's wanting to change The energy code have kept a chart that speaks to what insulation values are required in buildings. When when I had been told persons were wanting to do away with the energy code, I thought they literally meant the whole code. He further informed me that they have backed off on wanting to remove the requirement for a system to be engineered, as I had quoted them wanting to do. That clearly was on the agenda earlier, but it seems they have given up on doing that at this time. 
Anyway, the purpose of this letter is to say, I'm sorry for having said something about the insulation and the walls being taken out of the energy code if they get what they want. I did not mean to have your show lose any integrity with your audience for having a guest say something that is not true. Please accept my apologies, Stanley. Okay, so I don't think we lost any integrity here uh, with that, Stanley. I think we gained that by you uh, uh, stepping up and, and saying that uh, what, what was said was maybe not exactly right. So thank you for, for doing that. Um, also, jumping back to this thing about the requirement for a system to be engineered, if you didn't know what that involved, uh, right now in certain places and situations, in most of them, a heating and cooling system has to be engineered through a manual, which is a section of engineering paper and verbiage and all that, that says here's how you calculate what size uh, heating system and air conditioning system a building is to have. Uh, it's, it's in section J, so it would be manual J, uh, that these heating and cooling professionals go through to make sure that when you buy a house, when Tara goes and buys a new house or I buy a new house or anybody buys a new house, that the, uh, the furnace in there, whether you know it's a heat pump or gas-fired or whatever it is, uh, and the air conditioning system, if you have one, that it's designed to do what it's supposed to do, or it's designed to give you the performance and uh, expectation energy consumption-wise and also comfort that you're expecting out of that house. You have to figure this out because obviously a 1,200-square-foot house is going to have a whole different heating system than a 4,000-square-foot house. So what we were concerned with there was, uh, and that was in there, was removing the requirement for this engineering to take place. Uh, they were saying, no, you don't need to do that because people are just doing that. We don't need to tell them to do that because, you know, they should be doing that anyway. Well, you're right, should be. But uh, anyway, that has been uh, backed off, and they are not going to remove that requirement. So that is a very good thing. So I guess it's, it's a very good thing that nothing happened uh, as far as that part of it goes. But I think we still need to keep our eye on this because obviously there's, uh, there's something going on here and we need to just, just be aware of it. So it's good to know that we've got uh, uh, folks like, like Stanley and uh, Matt that are watching this very closely on our behalf. And yes, you will get updated here because... <laughs> There's probably not a whole lot of other places that are telling you this stuff. You don't even know what happens. I mean, this isn't worthy of the, you know, the five o'clock news and, you know, an, an article in the paper sometimes. It's just uh, such a minor little thing, but can affect so, so many of us in our lives. You know, maybe not today, maybe not yours today, but as, uh, as, as homeowners and people in general, yeah, this could, this could affect a, a whole lot of everything that we do going forward. So we'll let you know as, as we get more information right here on The Home Fix Show. Hey, you want to join us with your questions? 208-336-3700. I've got one in front of me right now. We'll start talking when we come back after these messages from the people that make this show possible each and every Saturday morning. The Home Fix Show with Joe Prin will be right back on News Talk KBOI. There are lots of elements that make up the exterior of your home. They all work together to protect the structure, you, and everything inside. So when you need some help with those elements, like siding, trim, soffits, and fascia, or porches and entryways, Bill Bott of Bott's Exteriors is ready to help you out. Now is the time to take care of those needed repairs, or it could be the time for an updated appearance for your home. 
Rest assured, when you choose Bots Exteriors, they have been helping Idaho families with their homes for decades. Bill and his team are very experienced and will bring the skill and efficiency to your home. Quality work and honest, friendly service from start to finish is why Bots has so many repeat customers. Give Bots Exteriors a call and ask them to visit your house for a quote. 208-870-4324. That's Bots Exteriors. 208 208- 870-4324. Making the decision to sell your home or buy a new one is very big. And when you choose your realtor, you want to know you're with a team that will be committed and with you for the complete process. Matt Bauscher has been voted the number one real estate agent in the Boise area and is the founding partner at Amherst Madison. For you, that means an incredible team of professionals that will help you reach your goal Respect your time, your family, and your desires. Look at current listings or read what Matt's clients have to say at BauscherRealEstate.com. In accordance with fair housing laws, Matt Bauscher provides equal professional service without regard to race, color, religion, sex, handicap, familial status, national origin, favorite basketball team, or sexual orientation of any prospective client, customer, or the residents of any community. Reach Matt at BoucherRealEstate.com. Let's get that project started. Hop in the truck right now and head for High Desert Hardwood. The materials you need for that woodworking project are waiting for you. Jump on your computer and visit HighDesertHardwood.com to review the current stock list. But wait! Here's why you want to make the trip today. There are things you cannot see till you're there. That special one-off cut. That perfect block for your turning that smaller piece that is perfect for what you need, or that extra wide board that you just never see, except at High Desert. Yeah, you need to find the keys and get moving. Open Monday through Saturday at 1758 East State Street on the east end of Eagle, or call 208-939-9366. High Desert is for woodworkers and is owned and operated by woodworkers. They get it. You want to find exactly what you need. Find it at High Desert Hardwood, 1758 East State Street in Eagle. 208-939-9366. Don't let your tile grout get the best of you. Call Permatreat and things will get easier for you from here forward. When Permatreat arrives, they will start with a thorough deep cleaning. And if needed, they can also repair any chipped or missing grout. Then comes the careful application of the Permatreat sealant, the last sealant you will ever need. While you're thinking about this, Permatreat also seals masonry and stone surfaces, backsplashes, patios, driveways, and sidewalks, and tinted or stained concrete. If you want to seal it and keep it stain-free and looking good, call Permatreat now to set up your free quote, 208-895-0000. That's not a typo, 208-895-0000. Permatreat is the way to avoid all the scrubbing, scraping, and nasty chemicals of trying to keep your grout lines clean. Imagine all the extra time you'll have, as well as a great-looking tile grout and sealed surfaces. Do you remember that phone number? 208-895-0000 for Permatreat. Ladies, if, um, someone in your home thinks they know what they're doing, better call Joe immediately. 208-336-3700. Call soon. Everything's under control. No problem here. This is the Home Fix Show with Joe Prin on News Talk KBOI. 
Go to our phone lines and start hearing from you on this Saturday morning. Let's talk with Al in Boise. Good morning, Al. Hey, how you doing, partner? Hey, good. Good to hear from you. Yeah, it's good to hear from you. Okay, we got a problem. We got a steel railing church work here, Joe. Okay. That painted several years ago, scrubbed down, sanded, and used a good primer on it. Okay. Everything's ready to go with the paint job. So far, so good, right? Yeah, sounds like it. So, one of the gentlemen brings out a five-gallon bucket of paint, acrylic latex enamel, good stuff, but the date on it, it's been inside, never frozen, 2013. It's a latex. Mm-hmm. Do I dare paint it when it's that old? It's never been frozen, the paint or anything. Good paint. Yeah, that's interesting. I... Uh... I had a a quart of some paint uh, that I took back to Sherman Williams about, oh, this is probably five, six months ago for a project I was working on. And I said, I need to get another quart of this. I don't trust this one because it was, it was about, the, it was about that age. Like you're talking about, it was about the same as yours. And he said, well, let me shake it up because I can tell something here. So he put it on the shaker back there and, you know, and, and popped it open, stuck his finger on it, smeared it on a, a little piece of cardboard, dried it with his dryer, and he said, you don't need any more paint. This one's just fine. He said, this is never frozen, right? And I said, yeah. And he says, it's never been like superheated like out in your, your shed out in the backyard that gets 140 degrees in there in the summer. And I said, no, it's always been inside the building, you know, kind of down in the basement and stuff. And, and he says, no, you're just fine. He said, there, there's enough formulation in these paints today and there always has been that as long as you don't abuse them uh they're going to be fine he says now if you open it up and it has kind of a a rancid you know stink to it that you just think this this is not right then i he suggested ditching it but he said this paint is just fine um so you know do you take the chance on it you know i al i think what color is it yeah, I think, you know, you're probably going to be just fine with it. Uh, he said the one thing that happens when some paints get real old, especially on the whites, uh, if it's more of a, a whitish color, is sometimes they will yellow a little bit because of age more than anything, and he, they don't know why. But as far as, you know, will it form an emulsified layer? Will it still shed the water? Will it uh, stay not chalky so that when people run their hands up and down this, they don't come off with you know, that tan color all over their hands all the time, you're probably going to be fine. You know, it's, uh, what is that, eight years old now? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, you know, as long as you've done enough painting in your life, when you pop that thing open, if it doesn't look like cottage cheese and it doesn't stink, it's probably fine. It probably means that you've, you've kept it and it was sealed good enough that a whole bunch didn't evaporate off and there's not that quarter-inch thick rubber layer sitting on top that hardened up. You're probably just fine. Hey, thank you so much, yep. Joe. You make me feel better. <laughs> All right. Well, you too, Al. It's, it's good to hear from you. Thank you. Thanks for that call. 208-336-3700. 208-336-3700. Uh, we had a drive-by caller, not, uh, not on hold, but asked this question about sunrooms, um, advantages to having one, and then considering... Uh, one of these for their home and a contractor referral. So that turns into uh, a whole bunch of stuff. So let, let's look at 
kind of from the back way before we talk about sunrooms themselves. A lot of sunrooms that you will see or hear about are usually surrounded by some sort of complaints. I hate to say this, but people say, oh, yeah, we've got the sunroom and it's just horrible. It gets so hot in there in the summer that you can't even go in that room. And in the wintertime, it's cold and drafty and all that. Usually a lot of these complaints come from uh, a design flaw that was built because from time to time you see this where someone had maybe a covered patio and they just wanted it enclosed. So they did a simple enclosure and now calling it a sunroom or they put a ceramic tile down over the concrete patio and then it shifts or that pulls away from the building because it wasn't engineered to have that kind of of a weight on that patio slab. There was never a proper footing or foundation put under it. So I think every time that I hear the complaints about sunrooms, uh, they can be traced back to an engineering flaw, design flaw, or something that wasn't being built right. So if you're going to go into this project to have this room built onto your home, yes, I would say that proper design work needs to be done either by the contractor themselves or an engineering firm that calculates everything and what needs to be done and how to attach it to the home. A lot of qualified design build remodelers like one of our sponsors that's here on the show, Sasquatch Contracting, they would do this for you. They would design it. They would have it engineered. It would be built and it would be flawless and it would perform great as you expected for a long time. Yes, you're going to pay for that. That's not as simple as just ordering in a bunch of glass panels and framing up some walls on the back patio and enclosing it. Uh, you have to take into account ventilation. You have to take into account the expansion, if needed, of your heating and cooling system. Uh, how much solar gain are you going to get? How much are you going to lose in the wintertime with heat? And all of that needs to be designed in. So if it's designed in to it, that's fine. As far as advantages go... I guess that's up to you. What are you trying to accomplish for this? If you accomplish what your goal is, then it's an advantage, right? If you want to use this as a winter greenhouse and it's facing the wrong direction, well, that's not going to work either. So that's not going to be much of an advantage. Um, if you're trying to create that really nice warm space that in February and cold rainy days in March, you can kind of feel like you're outdoors a little bit because maybe you even have a glass ceiling on this in some places or all the glass walls. You need the light for your vitamin D deficiency that you have or something. That would be an advantage. So what you want to communicate to your designer for this project is what your expectations are of it when you come out of this. You say, you know, I want a leak-free, draft-free space. I want to expand my living area to where I've got a whole bunch of natural light. I want it to stay, you know, cool when it's real hot outside, and I want it to be somewhat warm when it's real cold outside. Uh, I, I want enough of an overhang that my windows aren't always dirty, or uh, I, I want the ventilation that does this or that, or I want it to look like it's on purpose on the house. All of that, anything that I think you're seeing is an advantage needs to also be a design element that mentally is, is and, phys and on paper is communicated to your contractor that this is what I'm trying to get to. This is the end result that I want. 
Now, contractor, it is your job to design this to give this to me. Now, they may give you exactly what you want, and then you look at the price and go, oh, okay, well, all right, let's uh, maybe make some compromises here. Maybe I don't need this or this or this. Okay, well, that's up to you. That's up to your budget and, and all that. So I think, uh, you know, in reading your note here about, you know, having uh, a contractor and you're considering doing this, uh, this may be where you need to run, uh, to get into that arrangement, to, you know, run in with your contractor and have them look at this and perhaps pay that design fee that's going to come with this up front because they're not going to do all this work for for nothing and then just say, okay, here's what it would take for us to build that. And you go, oh, good to know. No, thanks. <laughs> and they've spent, you know, eight hours of their business life, you know, putting this project together just to get a kind of a, a, a target number or a budget established. So uh, you will have to pay some to learn some, but uh, that may be very valuable in the long run. Wouldn't you want to spend, you know, maybe a couple thousand dollars to find out that, you know, maybe this is either out of your reach today, but maybe not tomorrow. And if you save up a little bit or you maybe make some changes, you can get this down to where it would fit your budget. Or you have that conversation with them. I have this much of a budget. Uh, what can we do for this? And they say, well, we can meet six out of your eight expectations for that, but I can't do, I, I can't make it as big as you want it because it'll cost too much, but I can make it this big and we could fit within your budget. That's where all that communication between you and the desirable customer want to have with them, the qualified contractor to uh, try to bring all of that together. Uh, Mary Peters from Sasquatch will be our guest on this show on June 18th. We're going to have her here and talking about just these things about designing projects for, uh, for customers. So make sure you make a note of that if you're thinking about taking one of these things on so you can kind of learn from Mary how, how their side of the equation uh, works on that. But yes, thank you to our caller for asking that question. And uh, I, I would suggest, you know, you're asking for a contractor referral. I'd talk to Mary at uh, Sasquatch Contracting and uh, have that conversation with them about your, your desires and dreams and see if they can make that happen for you. That's, that's what they're in the business of doing, not building, but making, making dreams come true. So uh, she will work with you on that. We're going to take a break here at the bottom of the hour. We will be back. Your call could be next if you grab your phone right now and punch in 208-336-3700. 208-336-3700. I'm Joe Prin. You are listening to The Home Fix Show on News Talk KBOI. The Home Fix Show with Joe Prin. We'll be right back. On News Talk KBOI. How do you make the most of your land? Well, that depends on who you ask. Let's visit the Wren family. The Wrens do it on a John Deere mower. Rodney Wren says, being on that mower, it's my happy place. Next door, the Hubbards, they work behind the wheel of a John Deere compact tractor. According to Jordan Hubbard, every project for us is a new experience. And across the street, the Mosers, they drive a John Deere Gator UTV. Michelle Moser says, we're always switching gears. There are millions of ways to make the most of your land. How will you make the most of yours? Nothing runs like a deer. Stop by and see Campbell Tractor and bring your neighbors. Campbell Tractor, 2014 North Franklin Boulevard in Nampa. Campbell Tractor stores are also in Homedale, Fruitland, 
Glens Ferry, Wendell, and Ontario. Visit CampbellTractor.com to see more right now. That's CampbellTractor.com. Did you find a hanger on your doorknob, or maybe it was an ad you saw on Facebook, or maybe even a card came in the mail? Yep, there is no shortage of people that want to clean your dryer vent for you. But why is it that these folks try to compare themselves to Dryer Vent Wizard? It's because Mike and his team have been cleaning and servicing dryer vents for many years now and have set the standard for what is the best. Hey, nothing against trying to be the best, but as a listener to the Home Fix Show, you can have the best without question. Dryer Vent Wizard. Making your clothes dry faster, making your home safer, keeping utility bills lower, all while providing professional experience, service, and materials. Call Mike at Dryer Vent Wizard. Here's a special Home Fix listener phone number, 208-340-1070. That's 208-340-1070 for Dryer Vent Wizard. Or schedule online at idadryerguy.com. Dryer Vent Wizard. Geez, I am really having trouble finding a general contractor that I can trust. It feels a bit like looking for the elusive Sasquatch. Hey, you just remodeled your kitchen and it looks amazing. How did you find your contractor? Oh, it was easy. You just call Sasquatch. Wait, what? Sasquatch is real? Oh, yeah. Sasquatch is real and great to work with. You just have to do the Sasquatch call. Oh, I see. Like this? Yeah, that was close. But you can also call him at 208 268 8080. Well, that seems way easier. Does Sasquatch do social? Oh, for sure. Sasquatch is insta famous. The Squatch also has a website. It's sasquatchcontracting.com. So that's 208 268 8080 and sasquatchcontracting.com? Yep, you got it. Wow, it looks like Sasquatch Contracting does all sorts of renovations and additions. Yep, Sasquatch Contracting can tackle any project you throw at them. Just give them a call. Or 208-268-8080. Sasquatch Contracting, what you've been looking for but couldn't find until now. Here's a reminder to get a second opinion. If you have been told that you need a new furnace for any reason, please get a second opinion from Heating Equipment Company, a sponsor of the Home Fix Show. All too often, the panic of not having a furnace takes over the rational decision-making of finding out exactly what is going on. Many times, the professional technicians at Heating Equipment Company can repair your furnace, no matter the brand, for much less than a new furnace. Now, don't get me wrong. There are times a new furnace is necessary. And if that's the case for you, trust Heating Equipment Company, a Lennox premier dealer, to present you with several choices of award-winning Lennox products so you can get what is right for you. Don't settle for anything less than a fully informed decision. Call Heating Equipment Company today at 208-459-2212 or visit them online at heatingequipmentcompany.com. Again, 208-459-2212 or online at heatingequipmentcompany.com. This is Home Fix with Joe Prin. If you'd like to talk to Joe, call now, 336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI. Now back to Home Fix on News Talk KBOI. If you've got a screen or a storm door, you may notice that it starts performing a little differently maybe this afternoon or tomorrow when it gets into the 80s in the temperatures. You may notice that door slamming a little harder than what you remember uh, it doing in the past. Uh, The hardware that is on these screen and storm doors or a screen storm door, uh, it pretty much kind of the same thing as far as the 
the mechanics of it. There's some type of a gas-filled or an oil-filled cylinder, a pneumatic closer, um, they call it. I'm not sure where the pneumatic comes. I don't, well, I guess by nature, the design of that, that's what it is. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a shock absorber, reverse. It pushes. When you, when you close the door, you're compressing the cylinder and, uh, or no, let's see, when you open the door, you're compressing the cylinder and then it pushes itself back into the closed position. So if you've ever installed one of these things, you've learned the little intricacies of making sure that the, the mounting brackets on the door jam itself is the right distance off the face of the door and it's, it's not flipped over wrong and you've got the right distance on the closure when you install it and screw the bracket to the closer. If you follow the instructions when you install these, that's just fine. But here's what changes over time. Those closures have an adjustment on them that either due to age or seasonal temperature changes, those shock absorbers, if you will, those cylinders uh, can change. They, they, they'll wear out. They can either start leaking, they can get worn out, or the temperatures can affect how fast they either close or how softly they do. There's also a setting on them where when they get to that last few inches of their stroke on the close, then they can close a little bit faster so that the door will gently close for the everything except maybe that last four to six inches, and then it pops loose and goes click, and it shuts very fast so that the latch will engage on there. There's an adjustment on these that not many people know about. It is a bleeder screw uh, on the end of the closure. If you look at it, you will see a place that has a painted screw, usually a Phillips head type of screw, uh, contained inside of a small tubular cylinder at the end. By opening or closing that screw just a little bit, you can control the action, the amount of sweep and how fast it closes at the end and all that. You can control that with those screws. There may be two screws. There may be one for the majority of the the stroke, and then there may be another screw for that last little couple inches. It's not hard to play with this. It's not hard to try to make these adjustments. The only thing I would suggest is that you take a small uh, Sharpie marker, one of the fine tip ones, and before you do anything with that screw, go make a little line on the screw itself at 12 o'clock or on both screws at 12 o'clock. Then as you're doing this, you can say, okay, I'm going to do a quarter of a turn to the right and then try the door a couple times. And you got to do it through the full thing. You can't just open it a few inches and then close it. You got to open all the way and let it close. And you say, oh, okay, that didn't change a thing. Well, I'm going to try it again. I'm going to go another quarter of a turn. And now you do it and it's like, oh no, that's too much. It's taking forever to close. So I wanted it to close faster. So now you go back to the 12 o'clock position and then go the other way, go back to nine o'clock with the screw. And then all of a sudden, bam, and it slams too, too fast. Okay, well, maybe it doesn't take much. You might find that just an eighth of a turn or something is all that's needed to adjust this closure. Now, if you get to the point where there is nothing that you are doing with the screw, you're, you're taking it out three turns and you're putting it in five turns and nothing is changing the way the action of that door is happening. That means your closer itself has worn out and you should be able to replace it. What's good is, like I said, most of these things are pretty much all the same, not only in how they work, but in their physical size and configuration. 
So if you take your old closure down to the hardware store or the home center with you, you should be able to match it up with another one that's pretty similar to where you may not even have to change all the other hardware. You just got to pull out the two pins at the end, insert the new closure, and adjust it and go from there. So this could be just a two-minute project for you or, you know, sometimes how these go, you end up spending half a day working on it. But uh, it is something you can do if you've got a screen door or a storm door. A lot of people also know that there is two settings on the other end of these closures. If you look at it, uh, one of the mounting points has a bar that comes off of it, and there's two holes usually spaced about a half to three-quarters of an inch apart. One may be marked with an S, and one may be marked with a W. Well, what's that for? That's summer and winter, because sometimes it changes enough just with the temperatures that they're saying this is the pin that it should be set for summer, and this is the pin for winter. Some also say screen or without screen or glass or without glass or something uh, because maybe you have one of those storm screen doors that you put the glass panel in in the winter time to act as a storm door but then you take that glass panel out and shove it under the you know extra bed in the guest bedroom or something uh, during the summer when all you want is a screen door. Well obviously that closer has to work harder when you've got the 20 pounds of glass that that panel has on it as opposed to when it's just a screen door. And it may shut way too violently just as a screen door, but it may not shut right when you have the glass in it. So sometimes there's a setting there that you just have to switch back and forth between the two. So bond with your screen door, bond with your storm door, learn how those adjustments work. It's not one setting fits all unless you... uh, Unless you get pretty lucky and you think, I've never had to change mine. Joe, you're crazy. I have never had to do any of that with mine in the 20 years that it's been hanging on the side of my house. Good for you. Take that as a win. (laughs) That doesn't happen to everybody. We'll be back with more of the Home Fix Show after this. I want to get into a little bit about uh, pneumatic fastening tools, air nailers, and the compressors and the hoses that go with them. I've been asked, what do I get next? What do I bring into my shop next? And uh, they weren't they weren't thinking of this until we had a conversation, so I'll share that with you. As the Home Fix Show continues here on News Talk KBOI, I'm Joe Prin. This is Home Fix. The Home Fix Show with Joe Prin will be right back. On News Talk KBOI. It is an absolute joy to prepare a gourmet meal on quality, solid surface kitchen countertops. The organization of the fresh ingredients, the spices, kneading the bread, and (laughs) okay, maybe it's just a peanut butter and jelly sandwich for the kids after school. But it is true. Great countertops do make it a lot more fun to be in the kitchen. When it's time for new countertops, Cutting Edge Kitchens would like to help you get them. Their experienced staff will help you choose the material that best fits your lifestyle, and their fabrication and craftsmanship is the best available. And they do all of their own installation, so you know everything will fit right. Cutting Edge Kitchens is local and who you should trust with your countertops. Oh, and yes, they do bathroom countertops and large format tile, too. Call Cutting Edge Kitchens at 208-344-3404. That's 208-344-3404. 208-344-3404 for Cutting Edge Kitchens. It is possible to build a great-looking home in Idaho that is also extremely energy efficient. That makes for a home that costs less to live in now and long into the future. 
For example, Renewable Energy Northwest built a large home last year with Northern Construction that has solar thermal radiant floor heat and cooling and solar PV panels. The Idaho Power Bill is now $5.20 per month. You heard right, $5.20 per month. Because the heating and cooling for this home is so efficient along with the hot water, the solar PV needed was half the amount this 4,500 square foot home would normally have taken. Renewable Energy Northwest installs four different types of radiant heating and cooling on slab, under subfloor, on top of subfloor, and warm board applications. To find out more, please call Renewable Energy Northwest for a free assessment. 208-577-6537 or go online to RenewableEnergyNWLLC.com. The convenience and cleaning power of a central vacuum system is able to be added into existing homes. Coltrane Central Vac specializes in providing you with a quality, neat, and well-placed central vac system in your home. Most installations can be done in one day. Imagine adding a retractable hose that stores out of sight, but yet within easy reach anytime you need it. No more lugging heavy vacuum cleaners up and down stairs. With Coltrane Central Vac Systems, just take the lightweight cleaning tools you need with you. The power and the hoses are built into your house. Check out ColtraneVac.com to see their products in action, current specials, or to quickly order replacement bags, filters, or accessories. You know that a clean home is a healthy home, and Central Vacs have five times more power than portable vacuums. So change the way you clean. Start with a visit to Coltrane Central Vac, 208-895-8900. Open Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Coltrane Central Vac, 208-895-8900. I have always appreciated the proper insurance coverage when I'm needed it. And I'm sure you have too, but now I think many of us have lost touch with our insurance and view it more as a formality. Brett Murphy with Boise River Insurance is local and independent, so he can work hard to find you what fits your needs the best. Homes have gone up significantly in value, and for some, at a rate that may have exceeded their coverage. Do you know for sure if you are covered? Do you even know who your agent is? If it's time for a face-to-face sit-down review, Brett Murphy is that kind of an agent. He will meet with you and answer all your questions. If you are new to this area and need to select your homeowner's coverage, talk to Brett and have him find you the best possible coverage and cost. Brett is available to talk to you regardless of who you get your insurance from. 208-949-2222 or email to brett at boiseriverinsurance.com. If you hear anything you'd like to revisit, check out the Home Fix podcast on the 670KBOI app. First, download the 670KBOI app from the App Store for free. Then, click Podcasts. Then, click on the Home Fix Show. Now back to Joe Prin. This is the Home Fix Show on News Talk KBOI. That last commercial spot you heard from uh, Brett Murphy there with Boise River Insurance, he... Uh, he and I are just having the, the most difficult time connecting our schedules for him to come into the studio here with me. We've got so much to talk about with the rising value of houses and how many people he's finding are are actually uninsured with their, their policies that they currently have that they haven't ratcheted up or adjusted up enough. Or in the past few years, people have had lifestyle changes. They've retired. They've taken on other jobs. They've moved. They've bought some new toys, they've, uh, they've changed their homes, they remodeled, they, they did a whole lot of things that probably their insurance company didn't know about 
unless they communicated it to them. And, and through that, then, how could they expect their coverage to be there? Now, maybe it does. Maybe their policies are enough of a blanket that it adjusts for anything that you do like that or within reason, but possibly not. So uh, sooner or later here, this, this uh, spring, early summer, we're going to have uh, Brett Murphy in here talking about some of this and helping us out with our insurance. It's one of those things that we just don't want to think about. We don't want to deal with it. We don't want to talk about it. It's, I did that. I bought it. It's over with. Leave me alone. Uh, until, until you need it, until the kid next door playing with fireworks lights all your bushes on fire and burns down the side of your garage or a car comes screaming up the cul-de-sac and drives through <laughs> your garage door and punches your truck out into the backyard. I yeah, had that one happen to me. Um, you know, you know, you just never know what's going to happen when your insurance has to kick in and, and take care of you. So we'll get Brett here on the show very soon, I hope. Um, I'm asked from time to time, uh, what tools are next for me? What, what should I get next? Or, or you know, my wife wants you know, to buy some new tools for her projects she works on, or my husband wants new tools for the projects he works on, and I, I don't know what to get him next. But I've always... I've always thought, you know, after you've got some of the basics down, some of the basic hand tools, maybe you've got that table saw or that chop saw and you've got the, the orbital finishing sander and you've got the, the, you know, the cordless drills and some of those basics. I always thought that right in here somewhere, probably sooner than what you might think uh, along this line, you should get a decent air compressor. Um, okay, well, that's kind of the, the entry drug to... <laughs> maybe some bigger and bolder habits, but uh, I really think you should get a, a, an air compressor into your, into your home. Um, how big depends on the amount of air you're going to need to move and what you're going to want to do with it. Uh, you may use it just for inflating the, the, the little bounce house for your granddaughter. You may use it to fill up air mattresses. You may use it to power a couple framing nailers or a paint gun or bicycle tires or just putting a a blow gun on it and you may use it to blow out your computer keyboard every now and then instead of buying those cans of compressed air. You may, who knows what you may use it for. Air compressors have all kinds of, of uses. Uh, so therefore, I'm going to recommend not one compressor that you get, but uh, of course in our ability to go excess and crazy on this show, I'm going to recommend that you buy two compressors, two air compressors. Uh, now, if you were to only get one, one compressor, and uh, I would recommend that you get a two and a half to a five gallon, somewhere between two and a half and five gallon, and the brand name that I like is Rollair, or Rollair, I don't know how you pronounce it, Rollair, I think, R-O-L-A-I-R, uh, dark green spray paint, white lettering on these things, an electric 120 volt portable compressor, an electric compressor that you can plug into a regular wall outlet. Uh, needs to be probably on a 20 amp circuit so you don't blow it. But uh, I want you to get a raw air electric 120 volt portable compressor. These things are big. They are heavy. They're designed for professional and contractor use. Many of them come with handles on them or an axle with a couple of wheels. There are some that you can just lift and pack around. They have a like a roll cage built around them, this tubular steel cage around them, just in case you're in the habit of dropping them off your roof or rolling them down a flight of stairs or something. 
Um, those air compressors will run all the air nailers that you can throw at them and do all these other jobs. They are repairable and they are very durable if you ever hurt them in some fashion. I checked to see where these things are made and the answer I got from uh, Roll Air, Roll Air is, uh, here it is in quotes, it says, rest assured that any Roll Air compressor listed as assembled in the USA has many American-made components and was built in Wisconsin by some of the hardest working people you will ever meet. Okay, good enough for me. I understand that, that some of the parts may be assemblies. They're somewhat generic, like the regulators or some of the fittings on it may be imported in that. Uh, good compressor. The one that I have uh, like this, I bought here in Boise. Geez, it must be at least 20 years ago, and that thing is still working absolutely great. In fact, it reminded me when I was uh, making these notes here that I need to check the oil in mine and make sure that not only is it topped off, but I think I need to maybe dump that out and kind of freshen up that oil. I don't think I've changed the oil in that thing in at least five or six years. Um, anyway, I don't have a cart for mine. Mine is the one that you have to lift up. And I think that thing's getting heavier as it gets older because uh, it's just not as easy for me to lift that thing up. It must be getting heavier. Uh, steel must get heavier as it ages. Uh, but I do now have a hand truck that I uh, put that on, and then I strap that to this little two-wheel hand truck when I need to move it around because, uh, like I said, because it's heavy. <laughs> it is heavy. And those compressors, uh, you can find some deals on them. You can find used ones, new ones, somewhere in the $500 range for one of these. So it's a, it's a pretty serious commitment to do this. But as I mentioned to you, there is a second one I want you to look at. Um, this one is a small, lightweight, uh, almost like a little tabletop compressor. It's very light, very small, very uh, compact. Uh, I don't think you can beat uh, this one. It's the Senco brand. It's a model PC1010, PC1010. Uh, very small and lightweight, yet it stores enough air in its tank that it has uh, its, its tank is about the size of one of those propane cylinder bottles, like on a propane torch. Uh, it will power some finish nailers and staplers, but what's really nice about it is it's extremely quiet. Uh, this is the one that I used to take into people's homes when I was doing baseboards and trim work and some cabinetry because it didn't just shake and rattle the whole house, and I also didn't need a whole lot of air. Uh, it's good to take with you in the truck if you need to fill up some tires or take camping and stuff. Again, you plug it into a 110-volt outlet. The nice thing about these is they're only about $150. Bucks. Uh, they're, they're not that expensive. Uh, I used one for years and years and years. I think I got about 12 years, 13 years life out of it. So I thought it was a good value. It wasn't rebuildable. I just wore it out at the end. But uh, Be sure to drain them regularly to get the water out of their tanks. We'll talk a little more about the tools and the hoses when we come back after the news break. Right here as the Home Fix Show continues on News Talk KBOI 93.1 FM and 670 AM. This is a podcast of the Home Fix Show with Joe Prin. We are back and the Home Fix Show continues on this Saturday morning on News Talk KBOI. Thank you so much for joining us and allocating some of your Saturday morning for our program today, you are very much appreciated and valuable to us as a member of this listening audience. Thank you. Thank you for being here and 
Um, if you're able to contribute today by calling in, even better, the number to reach us, 208-336-3700. That's how you can call in and ask your questions. We talk, and perhaps it will help someone else out today that's uh, thinking about the same thing as you are. It's it's amazing how that happens. Usually when I get one call, then sure enough, during the week, yeah, I heard that person talking about uh, this and that, and that's kind of what I'm doing. Can I ask you about that? Yeah, okay. Well, you can always call back in for follow-ups and say, yeah, that, you know, do do that here. Uh, some, of the, some of the best questions I get are off the air or during the week, and I say, well, you should call the show, and well, I, I, I don't want to I'm embarrass myself or people will know who I am. No, they won't. No, they won't. Your voice doesn't sound like you think it does. They won't recognize you. There's enough filtration and magical equipment things here. We don't sound exactly like what you hear here in real life, and uh, especially through the phone line. So fear not. Uh, you, you will not. I have not uh, had anybody drop dead on the other end of the phone line yet. I doubt you will be the first. So uh, don't be afraid to call in 208 336 Zero zero, and we can talk. Uh, emails can go to joe at joeprin.com, P-R-I-N, joe at joeprin.com. I'll start checking those here in the next break and see if there's any questions coming in there or follow-up. Uh, we can do that also. I prefer to talk with you, though, because uh, sometimes I need to ask you questions, too. 208 Right before the break, if you're just joining us now, we were talking about what's the next thing to bring into your workshop tool-wise, and I'm saying if you don't have one, I'm saying a compressor because of what it leads to and what abilities it gives you beyond maybe what you think. Well, you need a compressor to fill up a flat tire on the motorcycle, on the uh, hand truck, on the car, on an air mattress. Yeah, but you can also run air tools with that nailers and staplers and other air tools paint sprayers and things uh impact wrenches all kinds of stuff Uh, the world opens up when you have a good compressor as far as things that you can do around your home either more more safely a, a safer way of doing something with with air power but also it can expand your horizons on maybe what projects you can take on people are even getting small sandblasters and setting those up uh, to a compressor and they're able to sandblast uh, antique pieces of hardware and craft items and all kinds of things. So we talked about two different compressors, a uh, big, heavy contractor grade raw air, uh, you know, heavy, you know, bulletproof compressor. And then also the little small Senco PC 1010s. This is a little tiny uh, compressor that uh, really lightweight, uh, not very big at all, about the size of you know, a 12 pack of beer and you can set it up on a countertop and it's, it's light and yet it's enough to power some of the smaller uh, finish nailers and staplers for uh, construction use. Uh, those cost about 150 bucks. Uh, where we left off though, as I was saying, to be sure to uh, regularly drain the accumulated water out of your compressor's air tank. Uh, as air compressors do what they do, you will generate moisture inside of the tank. As air is compressed, the moisture is squeezed out of that. In some places in the country, you have to drain your compressors every day that you use them, not so much around here. Uh, around here, we can usually do them 
on a job site if you're using them every day, about once a week in the home situation. A few times a year is good. Probably should be done maybe a little more than that because water in these tanks, number one, it's not good for the tools themselves. Uh, the inside of the tanks themselves are usually not painted. So the water that comes out is kind of rusty in color. So you know what that's doing to the inside of the tank also. And at a certain point, uh, you know, those tanks could start leaking. You could get a little pinhole leak in it uh, or a crack or something more catastrophic could happen. It doesn't happen very often, but it could. Um, water can also reduce the storage capacity inside of your air compressors tank. So there is a drain valve on these. You should be running the compressor, open this drain valve, have the air push out all this water. It's almost like blowing out your sprinkler system. You just keep blowing air through there until there's no more uh, water vapor coming out of it. And then you just finger tight, close this, uh, this small valve on the tank and you're good to go until the next time that you have to do it. And it's, it's pretty much strictly based on use. So if you use your compressor a lot, you're going to have to drain it a lot. If you just use it once in a while, you only have to drain it once in a while. But uh, yeah, just make sure you do that. Whatever compressor you get, uh, I would encourage you never to go cheap on the hoses that connect whatever type of a tool you're using to the compressor. Buy the best hoses that you can afford in 25 or 50 foot lengths. Uh, the contractor commercial grade hoses that I have, these are the, uh, the gray rubber hoses. I got them from Senco when I, when I got some of my original tools like 20 plus years ago. I've had to make a couple repairs to them here and there where I've either driven a, a nail through them. They got in the way of my my uh, walking backwards and stapling sheeting or doing some framing and I put a nail right through the hose or something uh, or they got cut, you know, somehow when I was rolling them up or sliced or something. Anyway, I've had to repair them, but it was worth doing. Uh, what I like about these hoses is they do roll up in any weather. They don't get so stiff that you can't roll them up. Hot or cold doesn't seem to matter. But what I also like really is that they don't make any marks on the floors or the woodwork as I was dragging them around uh, through the house and through people's homes. I did have a couple of these black rubber hoses. I saw them once at one of these discount tool stores, and, and I thought, wow, that looks really good. That's a 50-foot hose. Look at the size of that thing. It's almost like a garden hose, and it's got the nice fittings and this black rubber and everything, and I should have known by the way that they felt. They just were like a little, kind of a little sticky almost, and I thought that, oh, that's just because they're all nice and clean and everything, but I got rid of those in pretty short order. I think I sold them at a garage sale for a couple of bucks because they would leave like these black marks as I drag them across a floor or something. It was almost like black heel marks. They would they would make these marks on on people's floors and the baseboards and stuff when I went around corners and things. And so I had to get rid of those. They were just not uh, not the right ones for me. So the tools, the tools themselves. What would you? use for the tools themselves. Uh, we'll talk about that here in a second. Let's go to Meridian and talk to Doug. Hi, Doug. Good morning, Joe. Good morning. Um, I have, I've had um, a pancake compressor. Yeah. It was a serious product. It was pretty good. And um, before I moved here, I bought a, a hot dog compressor, small one. Yeah, why do we name these after food? <laughs> I know, really. <laughs> That's true. Um, but I 
I read it, read in the instructions, it says open the valve every time you're done with it. Yeah, I think they have to they have to probably say that as a matter of liability in practice. You and I know that most people don't do that. But uh yeah, it technically every time you use it you should go drain that out. And uh I don't know if you've ever done it, Doug, but uh I I make sure too that I haul that compressor outside and either drain it into a a, a bucket or a pan or something because that rusty water that will stain your driveway or the floor of the garage for forever and ever. Uh, yeah, mine's a um, oilless compressor, mm-hmm. so I don't need to change any oil or anything on it. And there, that's um, that's the way that little Senko was that I was recommending. It was an oilless compressor, but uh, eventually they do wear out. I think that the ones yeah. that you do have to put oil in, they're just uh, they're designed for a longer, you know, longevity. They're they're designed for a more sustained use, uh, a higher level of use, maybe to be ran, you know, all day long. And the oil actually works as a coolant uh, to a point in them. A lot of the heat is transferred to the the oil there where those, the small uh, oil-free or oil-less compressors, they're, they're getting a lot smaller of a, of a load on them and maybe just don't need that. But they will wear out. But I, I think, you know, if you're going to be using it a lot and you've got the choice and, and the budget for it, uh, going one that does use the, the oil in it, it's just, just kind of a sign that it's going to perhaps last a little bit longer. Yeah, my, my pancake one, um, <clears throat> it was a Sears product. <clears throat> it lasts a long time. And... um it finally just croaked on me, so I went to another place. I won't mention the stores. Um, and it's I I bought originally I bought a coil hose, which works pretty good because I don't use it it daily every day. Yeah, so it works pretty good. Those coil hoses, the only thing that I've ever had issues with them on there. Some are obviously better than others, but some of the very inexpensive ones, you think, oh, wow, five ninety nine for a coiled-up hose that will go, you know, 25 feet. You get one kink in that thing, and it's done for. Uh, not only does it not coil back up the way you thought, but they can also break very easily. And in uh, extremely cold temperatures, they're, they're a little bit hard to, hard to work with. Hey, we've got, uh, we're a few minutes late here. we got to take our break. Thanks, Doug. Uh, good to hear from you. When we come back, we'll get into the tools. We'll talk about some of the air tools uh, that, that we use in the construction world and which ones you may want to bring into your workshop or perhaps you're ready to make that next move up in, in what you're doing and you want, uh, you want the tools that will allow you to do the job like the pros. We'll, we'll hit on some of these when we come back. More Home Fix after this. I'm Joe Prin. This is News Talk KBOI. The Home Fix Show with Joe Prin will be right back on News Talk KBOI. Window coverings can change not only how a room feels, but also how it performs. Properly chosen coverings can keep rooms cooler in the summer and warmer in the winter, all while delivering the style and personality you want in your home. So how about this? How about an exclusive, no-questions-asked warranty? 
which covers anything that could happen to the window coverings, including damage from children and pets. Call today to set up an appointment with Budget Blinds. Yes, Budget Blinds. Quality does come with benefits. Call 208-375-1212 and Budget Blinds will bring their showroom to you. Or visit BudgetBlinds.com slash Boise to schedule online. But here is the end result. You get quality window coverings at a great price with incredible service. And did I mention it? Full installation is included as part of the service. 208-375-1212 for Budget Blinds. Or visit BudgetBlinds.com slash Boise. You don't have to look hard to find someone offering to clean the ductwork of your house, but how are they going to go about it? Do they have decades of experience doing this? And do they have dedicated trucks that attach a 10-inch diameter vacuum hose to your furnace and move 15,000 cubic feet per minute of air backwards through your ducts? Well, probably not. Take the worry out of choosing your duct cleaning professional. Call the Home Fix Show sponsor, System Clean. After a system clean duct cleaning, you'll be able to breathe easier because your dust and dirt is now out in their trucks and not in your ducts. Combine this with individual vent and returns, cleaning and sanitization, and your air system will be as clean as possible. Sound like something you need to get taken care of? System Clean can help you out. Call System Clean at 208-884-3300 and schedule your appointment right now. System Clean, 208-884-3300. Making the decision to sell your home or buy a new one is very big. And when you choose your realtor, you want to know you're with a team that will be committed and with you for the complete process. Matt Bauscher has been voted the number one real estate agent in the Boise area and is the founding partner at Amherst Madison. For you, that means an incredible team of professionals that will help you reach your goal Respect your time, your family, and your desires. Look at current listings or read what Matt's clients have to say at BoucherRealEstate.com. In accordance with fair housing laws, Matt Boucher provides equal professional service without regard to race, color, religion, sex, handicap, familial status, national origin, favorite basketball team, or sexual orientation of any prospective client, customer, or the residents of any community. Reach Matt at BoucherRealEstate.com. Here's a reminder to get a second opinion. If you have been told that you need a new furnace for any reason, please get a second opinion from Heating Equipment Company, a sponsor of the Home Fix Show. All too often, the panic of not having a furnace takes over the rational decision-making of finding out exactly what is going on. Many times, the professional technicians at Heating Equipment Company can repair your furnace, no matter the brand, for much less than a new furnace. Now, don't get me wrong. There are times a new furnace is necessary. And if that's the case for you, trust Heating Equipment Company, a Lennox premier dealer, to present you with several choices of award-winning Lennox products so you can get what is right for you. Don't settle for anything less than a fully informed decision. Call Heating Equipment Company today at 208-459-2212 or visit them online at heatingequipmentcompany.com. Again, 208-459-2212 or online at heatingequipmentcompany.com. This is Home Fix with Joe Prin. If you'd like to talk to Joe, call now, 336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI. Now back to Home Fix on News Talk KBOI. 
Welcome back to our show. Let's go to RV in Boise. Good morning. Uh, good morning. Well, I, oh, I, I was in dining construction for about forty years. In the last twenty years that I worked, I built fireplace mantles, and I mm. built them in my shop. So I would only need to drive about you know twenty nails when I got there, and I bought one of those little Cinco's yeah. because pack, you know, packing around a heavy compressor, all that weight on one side of your body is a killer. And did you notice uh, how those things got heavier as the years went on? I mean, that steel, like, gains weight somehow. Uh, well, <laughs> it, 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 it always bothered him. Like, I can carry two buckets of tools fine, but if you try carrying something <laughs> heavy on one side of your body, right. I hated it, you know, and I... I was actually in the process of making me. I had a little compressor motor and a tiny tank. I was going to make me a tiny compressor. And a friend of mine, I was in the process of making it. A friend of mine called me up and told me about the Cinco. Yeah. But the, the thing I want to talk about, you, you, should, you should mention the connections. Uh, you go to, like, places and you get those three-ball connections uh, I use like six ball connections, mm-hmm. and it just drove me nuts working on jobs where guys had leaky fittings and their compressors ran all the time. Uh, you know, right, there's right. A, there's there there's a huge difference in those fittings. Yeah. So explain uh, explain that a little more. I'm glad you brought that up. I I did not have that in my notes. I've I've experienced that. Also, there's two different common styles of male and female connections and they're not compatible with each other yeah there's one that they call for automotive and i I don't know why it's different then there's the bigger ones but the the cheap the cheap fittings they have three balls inside the connector so when you look at when you look at the female side of the fitting and you look inside there you can actually see like you're saying the three small ball bearings that when you snap fit the male side into there it grabs on and holds that in the fitting and so you're saying there's some that have more than three and they they they're not as prone to leakage yeah i i i always bought four ball until i found a six Mm. and they're about you know they're about eight ten twelve dollars they're a lot they're more money but if you're using a compressor and if it's leaking, if the fittings are leaking, then your compressor runs all the time. Right. And not only is it annoying, but it wears out the compressor. And, you know, I, I know a lot of guys in the business, you know, finish carpenters and stuff that ran them all the time that didn't know that, that didn't know that there is a difference in the fittings that you buy. You know, and I can't uh, I can't say that, you know, until you just brought this up, I've known, because I've had trouble with some of the cheap fittings. You know, you go and you see, oh, here's a, you know, an eight-pack of male and female, you know, uh, connector fittings, and that's a good price on there. And But I have had a lot of those fail. But then some of the other ones that I've got are 25 years old. They don't leak, and they're fine. Now I'm going to go check and see, you know, how they're built because... Yeah, obviously, like everything, the quality makes a difference, and you have an option here. And if somebody found a way to take fifty cents out of one of these things, they they may do that, and you don't even know that you're getting something that's not as good. The other thing that you said is that compressor constantly cycling um, for air. That also tells me that you're not getting a full delivery of 
of the the PSI to the to the tool. So you may have to be overcompensating and running the compressor at a higher pressure just to deliver the result to the nailer when uh, you, if you didn't have it leaking, you may be able to back it down five pounds or so. Yeah, I, I, I started, I bought my nail guns from a guy. He, I think he used to be a representative in Idaho and stuff. He had, I can't remember the name of his company, but he was, I was in there and he was kind of upset. People were buying all those cheap fittings and he explained them to me. Mm. And that's when I started buying them because I'd be on jobs and where somebody's compressor, even when they weren't used it, the thing would come on and cycle again. And they're not, you know, you get tired of that noise, but uh, yeah, quality fitting, uh, quality fittings, well, well worth having because they, they, they just, they don't wear out and they don't leak. And well, it probably you know, tells you, you know, you should be buying like hoses and fittings from, you know, an air compressor or a tool store rather than where you can buy socks and chicken noodle soup. Well, yeah, I I like the hoses that you can just the barbed fittings that you yeah. can. If you get a leak, you just cut it off and put the thing back on. Those ones with permanent fittings, you know, you can't hardly fix them. You put them on, then you put a hose clamp on there, and then it catches on everything. Right. You know, they they don't work. You know, you I know, learned that the hard. Are, I learned that the hard way there. on one. I drug it across a floor, and it put a big scratch in a wood floor because. One of those little compression clamps just dug in, and uh, so after that, you have to wrap them with tape, and then you get this eight-inch long straight piece that you can't roll up. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, you know, I I just wanted to comment on the the fittings are are more important than what people think. Well, I'm glad you all the same. I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, that yeah, thank you for that. I'm gonna I'm gonna go see what I've got now because I got a couple that are giving me a little bit of trouble and and maybe it's as simple as that i just got some cheap junk there instead of the good quality ones well there's a on overland there's a place that sells air equipment or something they sell yes. various and they have those six ball fittings and yeah they're going to be a little bit more money but they are really nice yeah worth it in the long run rv thank you thanks for uh, contributing with that that was great to hear that thank you uh, we're going to hit our bottom of the hour break. We'll come back and I'll, uh, I will get into some of the tools that you may want to bring into your workshop or into your life. Uh, maybe you can do something a little bit better, a little bit safer even. You think, well, why would that be safer? Well, you might be surprised uh, what you can do with a, a proper air nailer. Yes, you probably want to be wearing some safety goggles while you use these and have a new little found respect for the fact that you're shooting this metal rod at a very high rate of speed uh, so you want to be aware of that it is a little different than swinging a hammer but uh, may end up doing a better better job in the long run for you we'll talk more on that when we come back as the home fix show continues here on news talk kboi the home fix show with joe prin will be right back on news talk kboi It's amazing to look at the variety of hardwood floors you could have in your house. What, you thought that oak and maple were the only choices? There's more of a selection of species, widths, textures, and finishes now than there ever has been. And Integrity Hardwood Floors can help you get it done. Their years of experience has taught them what works and what doesn't. Integrity Hardwood Floors is a bonus certified craftsman with specialty tools and factory knowledge of application techniques and cleaning methods. 
Known for their complete and total customer satisfaction, Integrity Hardwood Floors can help you select your new floor and install it for you. Schedule a visit virtually or in person with Carl at Integrity Hardwood Floors. Learn what your choices are and which floor will be right for your lifestyle and your budget. Call 208-724-9445. Online at IntegrityHardwoodFloor.com. 208-724-9445. According to Lou at Nampa Appliance TV and Mattress, the appliance industry is expecting some more price increases in May. If you've been waiting to get something, maybe that's not such a good idea price-wise anyway. Always fair and honest with their prices, Nampa Appliance has a good stock right now of washers and dryers, cooking products such as induction ranges and cooktops, and also standard and counter-depth French door refrigerators. Check out these great brands available to you at Nampa TV, Appliance, and Mattress. Whirlpool, GE, Bosch, KitchenAid, Frigidaire, Maytag, and LG. It's a good time to buy before the anticipated May price increases. Delivery and installation is available, of course. That is what a full-service appliance store does. Part of the Brand Source Network of independent dealers. Find them at 278 Caldwell Boulevard in Nampa. And remember to tell them that you listen to The Home Fix Show. Solar Concepts of Idaho leads the daylighting revolution with SolarTube daylighting systems. SolarTubes reduce the need for electricity by bringing natural, pure sunlight anywhere inside your home or office. In just a few hours, you can completely change any dark space from dreary to bright and welcoming. All spaces are transformed by light. Closets, hallways, stairwells, laundry and bathrooms, and workspaces are all getting the light they deserve with SolarTubes from Solar Concepts of Idaho. SolarTube daylighting systems are energy efficient and eco-friendly, bringing in twice as much light as other daylighting products. And SolarTubes are decorative, heat and leak proof, high performance fixtures that come in a variety of sizes and designs. Estimates are always free. Solar Concepts of Idaho, Idaho's only premier SolarTube dealer. Visit us at 2053 East Fairview and Meridian or at solar-concepts.com. That's solar-concepts.com. Your windows are really being put to the test. First, it's the freezing cold, then windy and dusty, then rain, and pretty soon, very hot. And around here, that could all be in the next month. And if your current windows fail the test of comfort, quiet, and energy efficiency, it's time to talk to Viewpoint Windows and Doors. Milgard windows from Viewpoint Windows and Doors are a great choice for your home. Milgard windows have one of the finest warranties in the window business. They even cover accidental glass breakage. Viewpoint Windows and Doors will not only install your new Milgard windows, but they also can provide any service or repairs you might need in the future. There's never a bad time of year to talk to Viewpoint Windows and Doors and plan out your new windows. Call this number 208-854-1877 or visit viewpointwindows.com 208-854-1877 or visit viewpointwindows.com. Get 670KBOI on Alexa. First say, Alexa, enable the 670KBOI skill. Then when you want to listen, say, Alexa, open 670KBOI. Now back to Joe Prin. This is the Home Fix Show on News Talk KBOI. Yeah, and you can't fix things without the right tools. So I uh, haven't talked about this one very much ever on air tools. I always thought it was kind of for the 
the pro only, but that's that's not true. So let let's talk about the tools that we hook up to these fittings and these hoses and these compressors. And I'm only talking about air-driven tools for right now. We'll get to some of the battery ones or the uh, the gas-charged ones here in a few minutes. But what are the essential air nailers or air tools? We'll just say nailers in this case. So we're not going to talk about pneumatic wrenches and spray guns. Not No, we're just talking about nailers. Uh, what are the essential ones if you want to do just about any building project that you might run into? What What would you get first? Which one of all the different kinds of tools would you get first if you only had one that you could take to your desert island? <laughs> okay, we're going to strand you on a desert island, and you can take a compressor and a hose and one kind of nailer. What would you take? Um, well, I think you really need about five different nailers to be able to do everything. Six if you want to shingle a roof, maybe, or seven if you want to do a lot of joist hangers. So you can you can get as many of these things as you want. I mean, you can get kind of carried away with it. But And I'm not going in any real order here, but I think if there was only one nailer that I could have, I'd probably get a framing nailer. Um, just because I have a little difficulty now with wrists and that driving nails by hand. It's almost like I forgot how to work a hammer sometimes because I've gotten so spoiled by my air nailers. But uh, yeah, just a good all-purpose framing nailer for building houses. Yes, this is the the biggest and the baddest of the bunch of air nailers. It's the, the heaviest, hugest, biggest, you know, nailers that there are. You got to have some good arm strength just to lift them up. Some of them are more lightweight than others, but even that is relative. They're still big. They're heavy. Uh, they're loud, you know, but it sure beats a a hammer when you're trying to frame up a wall or do some heavy-duty construction like that. They're also good for shorter nails. Um, I've used them for for uh, hooking fence boards onto rails, uh, for doing floor sheathing. Uh, so you can use small nails as well as the big three-and-a-quarter-inch framing nails. You can run coated, galvanized, ring shank nails through these guns. Uh, there are all kinds of different ones to pick from and brands. We won't get into that, but most of the good, uh, the higher quality ones uh, for professional use, they're going to be about 400 bucks for a framing nailer. So get yourself a big compressor, a framing nailer, and a, and a couple hoses, and it's easy to spend $1,000 right there. Uh, next down the line I would get is a framing stapler. Uh, this is a half-inch crown, a half-inch wide staple. So if you took one of the staples and you measured the distance between the legs, it's a half-inch. So the crown, the top part, it's a half inch wide. 16-gauge crown stapler, which is commonly used for attaching uh, OSB sheathing and plywood to uh, to walls and roofing for framing. It's the size of fastener required by the, the building codes to do that. There are some lighter-duty ones that shoot a smaller staple, even though it's uh, the same width. It's a lighter-gauge wire. Um, some of those don't pass certain building code situations. So if you've got the choice of one and you're not trying to economize on staples or, or their duty rating, I'd get the heavier one, of course. Uh, staples are available up to two inches for these tools. Uh, this is a heavy-duty version uh, of, a, of a construction tool. Like I say, there's lesser quality ones for other uses. But, uh, you know, if you, like I say, if you got one shot, uh, get, get the biggest and the, and the best one. Those are about 350 bucks. Then I'd get a finish nailer next. Uh, this tool will shoot up to two and a half inch in some cases. You can get 
uh, sleds for them that only shoot like inch and a half or inch and three quarter or two inch. But uh, some of the bigger ones will shoot up to a two and a half inch, uh, 15 gauge finish nail. It has the finish nail head on it. So you can get a real good secure bond for baseboards and trims, uh, things that may be subjected to an impact here and there, things that you probably wouldn't glue behind. Uh, it's just for putting up trim work. Uh, but these nailers can also go down to as short as three-quarter inch nails for finer work. You'll probably have to adjust the tip on it so it doesn't drive them too deep or, or back off the air pressure a little bit and fine-tune for the different length of nails or the type of wood that you're using them on too. Uh, the nail rail on these, the sled for the nails, uh, it's at an angle on the tools that I'm thinking of allowing for a tighter placement to get the tip of the nailer up into the corner of something. Uh, that, that's probably, this is probably the first tool that I'd bring into just a home workshop is a good finished nailer. Um, you know, you, you may not need to frame walls and, and build sheds and houses and garages and stuff like that with the framing nailer or the stapler, but if you're just working on projects in, in your home or in the workshop, a finished nailer is probably the way to go. After that, a brad nailer would be next. Uh, like the finish nailer, a brad nailer shoots a very small diameter brads, much smaller than the finish nail itself. And the heads, they're, they're almost non-existent. They're just this slight little bump at the other end, just something to, to stop it and give it some holding power. Uh, usually anything you use a brad nailer on, you're also going to supplement that with some wood glue of some sort. So you're going to glue something together, pin it with the brad nailer, and probably long-term, more strength is going to come from the, the glue than the nails. But it holds it together for you. So you may not have to use as many clamps or you can move on to something uh, deeper into the project without having to wait, you know, six hours or whatever for the glue to dry. So a brad nailer is good for finer craft type of work or when you're working with thinner, uh, less thickness on the materials themselves. Um not real good for all the hardwoods when you get real thick and the real long nails, uh, usually made for shorter things. It, what's nice too is this tool hardly leaves a mark at all after driving the brads in and just takes a minimal of uh, a filler over the head uh, to fill it in. So it's real good for cabinet and furniture work. You can get a decent quality brad nailer for about 200 bucks and uh, they're usually a tool that Oh, I, I need to mention that too. The framing nailers and the framing staplers, you usually have to oil those once in a while. You get some pneumatic tool oil and uh, where the fitting comes out of the back of the tool, you put a few drops of that oil into the tool, which lubricates it as you're using it, kind of like a two-stroke engine. The oil is in the fuel there and that keeps the, uh, the tool working well, keeps it cool and uh, keeps it cleaned out. These other tools like a, a finish nailer and the brad nailers and all these little smaller ones are oilless because they know that that may be something that you're coming back on the wood and you're going to be doing some staining and finishing and you don't want a little puddle of oil by chance <coughs> showing up around the head of that finish nail because that could could make the, uh, the, the, the coloring of the, the stain work or the paint work that you do might not... Uh, might not work real good there. So these are oilless tools. Uh, okay, after the finish nailer and the brad nailer, the next one, now we're starting to get a little little deeper. Maybe, uh, you know, I've got these tools. I don't use them as much when I do. They're real handy, but I don't, you know, pull them out as, as often. 
and so my next one would be a quarter inch crown stapler. Um, just the type of projects that I've done over the years. Uh, the crown stapler is the one I probably use the least. In fact, I think I told that story a few few weeks back. I finally took mine into uh, Franklin uh, Lumber there on uh, on Franklin Road in Boise and had my crown stapler rebuilt and repaired. It it had been malfunctioning for probably a couple of years, and I just kind of limped it along and didn't uh, didn't worry about it because I didn't use it that much. But uh, I had a couple of needs for it coming up here, so it was good for it. Which was, um, I, I think it's really good for attaching. Uh, like plywood or paneling, something that's thinner to something else because the stable, staple by the nature of this uh, this U-shaped device when it goes in grabs those fibers that are trapped between the two legs and pinches them down onto the surface that you're attaching to. So for some of those real thin materials like eighth-inch thick stuff, a crown stapler or quarter-inch thick works really great on that. Uh, also, you'll see a lot of carpet installers that use a crown stapler for attaching carpeting because, again, the two legs will grip and, or not grip, but will grab uh, some of the uh, the vertical and horizontal fibers of carpet backing material in that. It'll grab those, fold them over, and, uh, and, and secure them down in place. So you'll see carpet installers using a crown stapler when they do uh, carpet work on steps and where they're they're bending around corners and folding up uh, baseboards made out of you know carpeting or bound edge material and stuff. Uh, it's great for doing that. Also upholstery work. People that do a lot of upholstery work on furniture and that will use a small crown stapler for that. And those staples come anywhere from a half of an inch long up to generally about inch and a quarter is about as long as they they get for those tools. And they're about two hundred bucks either each. Uh, also, uh, usually a brad nailer and a crown stapler look almost identical. It's just the, uh, the carriage or that sled down at the bottom that holds the fasteners. That's a little bit different. And then the last one that I'll mention, uh, that, that you could go out into, uh, is a coil, uh, roofing nail, nailer, a coil nailer, uh, not something that you're probably going to need in the home workshop at all. Also not something that you're going to need in the construction world, unless you're dealing with some flashings, uh, metal panels, asphalt, or the uh, composition roofing shingles, where you're actually doing roofing. Uh, the roofing nails for these coil nailers, picture them, they're wound up almost like a, uh, uh, like a Tommy gun you know, clip of, of bullets in there. They're, they're a long string because the heads are big, the nails are spread out on their two little supporting wires. And then they're all rolled up into this cylinder. Uh, it's, a, it's a round cylinder of these nails that drop into there. Um, I found other uses for that tool uh, when I wanted to use a roofing nail for attaching down, oh, some fabrics and tarps and things like that at, at some point. But uh, it doesn't get used in the home workshop all that often. Uh, for a while, I was using it on tile backer board when we were putting down the quarter-inch thick tile backer board over a floor. You'd spread out the thin set, uh, put the tile backer board down, and then shoot it down with these nails. And I was uh, taken out to the shed and and uh, uh, spanked by several different <laughs> tile installers and said, no, don't do that. Yes, it works. And yes, you can do that. But most of the manufacturers uh, and the tile people are saying, no, you don't do that. You should use the use the screws to uh, hold the backer board down. So my coil nailer doesn't get 
used all that often unless I loan it out to somebody now about uh, that, that's doing some roofing now and then. And, and they're not an inexpensive tool. The good ones, because there's, there's not a lot of options there. They're about 350 bucks. So, you know, if you, if you bought all these tools, if you bought both compressors and hoses and all these nailers and you had everything that you wanted, yeah, $2,500, $3,000 by the time you stock up with all the, uh, the boxes of the different fasteners and everything to, to run these tools, uh, you know, but wow, does it open up the opportunities uh, that you could bring into your home. So what about cordless nailers? We'll talk about those right after the break when we come back with more of the Home Fix Show. I'm Joe Prin. This is News Talk KBOI. The Home Fix Show continues. The Home Fix Show with Joe Prin will be right back on News Talk KBOI. If there's ever been a year that your roof has taken a beating, this is it. We've had it all, from below freezing to well over 100 degrees. If that roof is a flat or low-sloping roof, that adds even more stress of piled-up dirt and debris. So before the weather changes again, call Precision Single Ply to come inspect your flat or low-sloping roof. Their experienced technicians will look over every square inch for any problem areas that could be a potential leak. And in most cases, they can repair them right on the spot. Precision Single Ply has been taking care of commercial, agricultural, and residential flat and low-sloping roofs for many years and should be your first choice for annual inspections and repairs. Single Ply membrane roofs will last for many carefree years if the system is installed and maintained properly. If you need help with a low-sloping or flat roof, call Precision Single Ply, 208-939-9979, 208-939-9979, that's 208-939-9979. This is Heather from Master Plumbing. As states close to Idaho become less livable, it's only natural that Idaho is the destination of choice. With all the growth, the amount of pop-up companies increase. So when you need plumbing done in your home, choose a company with a track record of success and proven experience. Choose Master Plumbing. We're a family-owned, Idaho-grown business serving Idaho residents since 1948. You could say, we've been there and we've done that. That's why you can count on Master Plumbing for more than just leaky faucets. We install hot water heaters, water softener systems, and we do the heavy lifting on all things plumbing, including drain cleaning and septic tanks. So when you need a plumber, reach out to Master Plumbing at 208-888-9191 or callmasternow.com. Call the masters, call the master plumbing, the masters of the trade. Renewable Energy Northwest is your starting point when you want to find out about solar for your home. Like others, they will start with a copy of your power bill. But that is where everything changes. Renewable Energy Northwest goes beyond the power bill and looks at other solutions to reduce energy consumption as part of a complete package. This could involve a more efficient heating and cooling system, a solar thermal hot water system, insulation improvements, and even replacing inefficient appliances and lighting. With this, PV panels now need to generate less, making for a simpler, lower-cost total system for your home. Renewable Energy Northwest has a complete solar solution for you. Call 208-577-6537 or look at RenewableEnergyNWLLC.com. 208-577-6537 or look at RenewableEnergyNWLLC.com. 
Insulation works year-round. You know that. But for some reason, the heat of summer seems to be when we pay the most attention to it. Did you question if your home's insulation could have been better last year? Let's not do that again this year. Get those questions answered with a call to Go Green Insulation. Insulation comes in several different forms and materials. Let the pros at Go Green Insulation figure out for you the best way to improve your comfort and energy savings all at the same time. Attics to crawl spaces and the insulated walls in between. Go Green Insulation has the lasting improvement of quality insulation for your home. Go Green Insulation knows all the latest energy code requirements, whether your home is 80 years old or just a decade or two. It's always a good time to insulate. Call Go Green Insulation at 208-912-0028 or visit gogreeninsulation.com. 208-912-0028 or visit gogreeninsulation.com. This is Home Fix with Joe Prin. If you'd like to talk to Joe, call now, 336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI. Now back to Home Fix on News Talk KBOI. So what about the cordless pneumatic fastener tools, the cordless nailers? Um, that gets you away from a couple things. You don't need to worry about how many balls your fittings have. You don't need to worry about hoses. You don't need to worry about compressors or whether you're going to pop somebody's circuit breaker because your compressor's pulling too many, too many amps or something. What about cordless nailers? Well, some people are saying that uh, the initial ones, the early pioneers of that, just like you know electric vehicles and everything, they had a lot of bumps and bruises along the way and they figured out a lot as more of them were sold and more user feedback came in and they developed better tools. Uh, some are saying that they're pretty darn good right now. And Joe, maybe you're just an old dog sitting on the park or on the, on the porch, you know, barking at the youngsters as they come by and maybe you ought to give these new cordless ones a chance. And I probably will. I can see that there, there could be some, some, very, very good benefits to this. Um, there are gas-driven nailers that use either a small propane cylinder or uh, CO2-driven ones with compressed air in them. Uh, those were some of the earlier pioneers, and some of those are still in use and have, uh, have their place. There are battery-powered ones now that with lithium-ion ion technology and the uh, 20 and 24 and even 36-volt platforms that are out there, uh, they, they make a lot of sense too, uh, as long as they don't get too heavy with the big batteries on them, I suppose. A small little tool with a big battery could be kind of awkward to use, but like any platform-based tools, uh, can you get the things that are consumable with these tools later in that tool's life? Can you, can you get those fuel cartridges uh, that maybe the manufacturer has discontinued or de-emphasized because they moved on to a different platform. Can you get the batteries later? Maybe the tool is perfectly good, but you can't get the batteries anymore for it or the chargers. Uh, that could be a weak thing in the link. At least the air tools, <laughs> yeah, you might need a new compressor, but you can always get one of those or you can always get a hose. Or if you've got the compressor and the hose, you can always get a different tool. So it's not like your your whole system is 
out of your life if one of the three elements, the battery or the cartridge or the chargers and the tool, if any of those are discontinued. But dang it, those things would be really handy when you just want to grab a nailer, walk up to something and bangity bang and you're done. I mean, there's no hoses, there's no compressor to drag around and plug in and all that. Um, I'm attracted to these battery versions now. I told you about that quarter inch crown stapler that I just took in for repair. It had me looking at that and I thought, wow, you know, how much is this thing going to cost me to have this thing rebuilt and repaired as opposed to maybe just buying a new tool, buying a new uh, battery driven one. And when I took it in and uh, they said, you know, well, it could cost you up to, you know, a hundred bucks to have this fixed. And then I thought, well, you know, I'm going to have twice that or even more into uh, something new and different. Yeah, let's just go ahead and fix it. And then I got the bill and it was only like $35 or something. So uh, yeah, I was happy. I just reinvested into what I already had, but you know, I can see that. I had one guy tell me, he said, you know, out on the farm, you're running a wire fence out, you know, who knows how far away from any power source or something. He said, you know, the gas powered, the staplers are, are fantastic for that. Uh, you know, cause you, you can count pretty much on a certain number of impacts per cartridge. You can figure that out. You know, how much are you going to need to run that, you know, <laughs> six miles of, of barbed wire or welded wire fence or ranch fence or something, you know, how much are you going to need? You can figure that out. Uh, batteries can go weak over time because of temperature or misuse or dropping them or storage life and all that. But those, uh, the gas powered ones, they're pretty consistent for as long as you have the, the cartridges for them. So it's a choice that you can make depending on your situation. But yeah, they are, they are looking shinier to me. They are capturing more of my attention. You know, I haven't purchased any cordless nailer yet, but if I do, it's probably going to be a finish nailer or a brad nailer. Those are the ones that I go to uh, most often just indoors, inside my workshop, light duty. I just need to put a couple nails in this little thing to repair this or to hook this together or something. And it'd be nice just to grab that and just tech, 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 and be done with it instead of firing up the compressor, waiting for the tank to fill, unrolling the hose, hooking it up, you know, putting it all away. Just uh, throw this thing in a drawer and you'd be done. So I think these uh, cordless nailers do have their place and should be something that you, you weigh. The only thing is that cordless nailer is only a cordless nailer. At least with a compressor and a hose, you could do many, many, many other different things using that as your power source uh, for something else. We're going to take our final news break now here at the top of the hour. We will return with more of the Home Fix Show. If you'd like to join in on the conversation this morning, 208-336-3700. Now's a great time to call, 208-336-3700. We'll be back after the news and more of your phone calls here on the Home Fix Show. I'm Joe Prin. You're listening to News Talk KBOI. This is a podcast of The Home Fix Show with Joe Prin. Well, good morning. If you're just joining us, this is The Home Fix Show. Maybe you're part of the 10 o'clock crowd that I hear about that <clears throat> starts listening about this time each Saturday morning. And then after we conclude here, uh, jumps over and picks up the podcast available at KBOI.com and gets caught up on the early morning hours because maybe you got something better to do than listen to the radio at 7.30 in the morning. Uh, 
You need to be listening next week for an announcement. Let me just say that. You need to be listening next week because uh, there's some changes coming here. Doing a little little bit of remodeling that I think you you may like if you like listening to the show around this time of day. We'll let that cat out of the bag next week. Uh, for now, we've got about another 25 minutes left in our show. For now, we have another 25 minutes left in our show. And we will... Uh, Look forward to your phone calls coming in for 208-336-3700, 208-336-3700. And we can continue the Home Fix discussions on remodeling and new construction and fixing things up and the people that we hire and the contracts and how much do I pay this person ahead of time? Do I pay them anything ahead of time? Or what do I do? They didn't finish the work. I can help you out with all kinds of different things, uh, over the past 34 years, we've, I'd like to say we've ran into it all, and then yet each and every Saturday morning something new comes up, uh, just like you heard earlier in the show today about those uh, air fittings. I, I never thought to check that, and I'm going to do that as soon as I get home. I'm so excited. i got something new to go look at. Uh, 208-336-3700 is how you can join us on the show. Closing the loop on something that, I started in one of our monologue conversations, I think a couple weeks ago when I was talking about quality and that. Uh, I think we as consumers need to be very careful right now in what we buy because it seems with uh, the ability to manipulate photography uh, as easy as that's getting, uh, people are taking a little bit of poetic license, if you will, with uh, some of the things where they show their products either in use or the size of the product compared to the background and stuff. Things can be changed a lot. Uh, from, from what I'm told, anybody that's been using any of the dating apps, you know how that can work. Uh, but clever packaging and photography uh, can often be misleading as to a product's capability, and then you're disappointed when you actually get what you were uh, what you were ordering or picking out. And last time we talked about this, I said, uh, and this is a few years back. I said, as an exercise, maybe maybe this is something you can do today, just uh, or do with the kids next time you got them in the house. Look around your home. Maybe just do this right now. The room that you are in right now. The room that you're in, just everything that if you could swivel around in there, and what can you see in this room? Now, besides maybe your spouse or your dog, what in that room is more than five years old? What do you see there that's more than five? Well, that couch is more than that, or those plates and dishes, those are grandmas. And Okay, but uh, you probably have some things in there that are less than five years old. What's more than five years old? What's more than maybe... 10 years old. Hmm. Now let's make this a little bit harder. What's more than 20 or 30 or 40 years old in that room? Is it that antique China hutch over there that was built in the 1890s? You know, if there are some of these things that are old by definition in your home, they are probably of quality. Will the Ikea furniture be around 40 years from now? I got a feeling probably not. And that dollar store spatula, will it make it another 20 years? Mm, 
Well, maybe if you never use it, but maybe not. You know, I don't know. So I, I would venture to say that uh, when they were new, a lot of these old things that you have around you, uh, they were probably not the lowest cost available of what they are in their category. There was probably a cheaper version of whatever that is that you could have gotten, but you chose not to. And how did that work out for you? I bet you're feeling pretty good about that right now. I am really glad that I spent the extra $3 or the extra $5 on that because look at that. It has lasted me for 25 years or or something. Uh, so, you know, that, that old phrase, they just don't make them like they used to. Well, that's true in some cases, and it, it's probably a, a good slogan, but we also have to remember that there's a lot of products out there <laughs> that even though they were built well, they used to hurt a lot of people badly. They used to do some pretty serious damage. And so a lot of safety features have been added to things and protections and uh, stuff. You know, we also know that some some products we've learned, you know, even though they work just seem like seemingly perfectly fine, we learned that, uh, you know, they weren't made out of the most healthy of materials maybe, like some of those toasters that had, asbestos inside them, you know, to keep the heat from coming to the outside. But who knew how much of that stuff we put on our toast and uh, our dinnerware with, you know, lead lead finishes and paints on them and things or chemicals uh, or even materials that, you know, today we wonder, you know, were these sourced from, you know, less than legitimate suppliers, either on, on the source of the materials themselves or or the labor that was behind it, you know, how much oppression or where did that money go to? You know, we're paying attention to that in, in Russia right now. You know, we don't want to support certain things because we know that that profitability may be going into a war machine that we don't like the, the, the presentation of. Um, planned obsolescence was mentioned uh, several times in comments when I talked about this the last time. They were saying, yeah, but manufacturers are building things that blow up on purpose, you know, after... After so many years, you know, right after the warranty, this thing broke, you know, well, they were designing things and they said in their mind, you know, we're going to warranty this for three years. And then if it breaks, our responsibility is done with it. Could they have made a product that lasted longer? Sure, you could. I remember that years ago when I worked for a company that we were manufacturing an electronic light bulb and we found a way to make a light bulb, you know, virtually last forever. And when we took that to the manufacturers, they said, well, why would we want to do that? We, we want to sell people light bulbs all the time. We don't want to just sell them one and never sell another one. You know, what, what's the point? We want them buying things all the time from us. Yeah, but if you could sell it for more, but people won't do that. <laughs> they won't pay $4 for a light bulb. Well, we've learned that with LEDs, haven't we? Uh, so back to the beginning, you know, can you still buy quality products? I, I think you can. Uh, you may have to look a little bit harder. You may have to save up a little bit more or something. But uh, my rake story that I told, you know, a couple of weeks ago about, uh, I think, a good example of that. I bought a good quality bow rake, just a good gardening bow rake, fiberglass handle, nice, big, heavy metal, hardened steel head on it. And it still broke. But the point was out of this thing, I was able to fix it and it was worth fixing. It wasn't an unfixable situation with a little bit of JB weld and a, a drill through and a rivet. I was able to fix that. I'm going to get many more years, you know, at least several more years out of this rake 
than I would have out of a cheap one that I would have thrown away and had to replace it. And so I, I look at myself that I'm still ahead on this rake. <laughs> it's a, you know, I thought, I thought when I bought it, I thought, okay, this is, you know, I'm 62 years old. This is the last rake that I'm ever going to have to own in my life. And then I broke it. And then it's like, uh, okay, so now I'm looking at it like, okay, maybe I've replaced this for the last time. Maybe I will still never have to buy another rake in my life. I don't know. Maybe I will. Who knows? Uh, you just have to look for quality. Uh, probably like you always have had to do, but sometimes we turn our back on it because we're attracted by that, that, uh, that shininess of that, uh, what seems to be a very low price. We might have to save up a little bit longer to get what we want, but uh, often we're very glad that we did. You know, we delay that gratification of saying, I'm going to buy this right now. I'm going to wait, you know, another six months till I can afford the better compressor or the better air nailer like we talked about. I'm going to wait a little bit longer. I could buy this cheap one right now, but is that what I want to do? Maybe I do want to wait and maybe wait till Monday till the real lumber yard opens up and I can go buy one there or something. I don't know. Um, I think it's easy for a manufacturer <clears throat> to get our attention with a low price, but a person who has quality on their mind, they're not fooled by that. Uh, how often have you said to yourself when you've looked at something, how can they even make it for that? Uh, did you buy that? And is that one of those things that as you look around that room that you're in, is that something that's 10, 15, 20, 25 years old? Probably not, because you've probably already sent that out and somebody at the Ada County landfill has dug a hole and buried it for you because it's now away. We'll be back with more right after this. The Home Fix Show with Joe Prin will be right back. On News Talk KBOI. Gardening season, hunting season, golfing season, ski season, but a roofing season? While some seasons only last a few months, roofing season is actually whenever you need it to be, right? Like now, when it's time for a new roof on your home, CF Construction is the recommended roofing contractor here on the Home Fix Radio Show. Craig and his team at CF Construction not only get in, get to work, and get done and get cleaned up in an amazingly quick amount of time, but the work is done to exacting quality standards as well as all manufacturers' warranty specifications and requirements. Don't wait too long. We all know how unpredictable the construction industry is right now. CF Construction has the people and the materials to get you taken care of. Tell Craig you listen to the Home Fix Show when you call him for your free on-site quotation. 208-921-1445. That's 208-921-1445 for your new roof from CF Construction. Spring is in the air, and so is the construction dust and the early pollen and allergens. Make sure you help your indoor air quality with a trip to the Air Filter Superstore. A new high-efficiency, properly-sized furnace filter will help you breathe better and can save you money on your utilities by not making your heating and cooling system work as hard. The Air Filter Superstore is located at 3825 East Lanner, one block east of DeMeyer Furniture near Franklin and Eagle in Boise. While you're there, sign up for the free delivery service on qualifying orders and tell Cody or Anna at the Air Filter Superstore that you listen to the Home Fix Show and get $2 off your purchase. Custom-sized filters are available and often crafted for you while you wait. 
More information on proper filtration and the Air Filter Superstore is at airfiltersidaho.com or grab your phone and call or text 208-672-1323. The Air Filter Superstore. No matter your woodworking ability, Woodcraft of Boise is your store. Everything you can imagine in tools, hardware, supplies, and accessories is here for you. If you are building or upgrading your shop, Woodcraft has all the fasteners, tracks, hold downs, drawer slides, racks, carts, and shelving hardware you will need to get set up. For handcrafted gifts, you will find carving and turning kits for clocks, pens, coffee scoops, steak knives, coffee mugs, and water bottles. Cabinet builders will be right at home with all the drawer and door building bits and blades, as well as guides and jigs to up your game to pro status. Be sure to check out the weekly store demonstrations, as well as classes that you can sign up for and participate in at woodcraft.com slash stores slash Boise. And the best thing you will find at Woodcraft? The people working there are woodworkers just like you. Ask your questions. Let them help you. Hey, it's in their motto, Woodcraft helping you make wood work. 7005 West Overland Road, Boise. Who doesn't want to be a bit more organized? Now don't get too far ahead of me. I'm talking about in your garage. What a unique space we have there. Sporting goods, gardening supplies, kids toys, bicycles, tools, and perhaps even a car or two. You want it to be as efficient as possible, but you also may need to change it later as your needs change. Storage Evolution has the solutions to getting organized that you've been looking for. Their designs allow for a better use of space for storage of small items to big things like that extra set of snow tires. And quality? Storage Evolutions is so confident that their shelving can take whatever your garage throws at it that they back it with a lifetime warranty. Don't forget your pantry, closet, mudroom, or laundry room because Storage Evolution is an organized living dealer and can help there too. Call Storage Evolution at 208-515-3575 or visit garagesolutionsboise.com. This is the Treasure Valley's longest-running home show for over 33 years. You're listening to The Home Fix Show with Joe Prin on News Talk KBOI. Well, as we come skidding into home plate for another Saturday morning, let's look back into the cost versus value study data that just came out uh, uh, this this for this year. I thought it would be kind of interesting to see what not only the pandemic did to some of this, but the the crazy real estate and and housing market and uh, the you know can can you get can you sell your house for more if you do some work on it and can certain projects uh, return a good investment to you. Well, there's a report on this that has gotten to be kind of the industry standard, the most uh, respected uh, source of information that I have found over the years, the most consistent with their method of delivering the report and also their methodology of how they go about gathering their data. And this is the, uh, the cost versus value report that's put on by uh, Zonda, Z-O-N-D-A. They're uh, the Journal of Light Construction's parent company. Uh, They say in their report here that the cost versus value report aims to answer a specific question. What value does a particular remodeling project add to the sales price of a home? 
This is only one kind of value that these projects can provide, as we know. There's always the the feel, the comfort, the satisfaction, and all that. But it proves to be an important um, in, in investment. You know that. Uh, so so this this report ranks 22 projects uh, this year in the cost versus value report. Uh, they say here. So what? How do they design what this? What does value mean? What does that mean? So the value data in this report was derived in prior years from surveys of real estate professionals who were asked to rate the value of the 22 projects in their area. But for the past two years, because of everything that has changed so drastically, Zonda has revamped this report's methodology providing an ecometric model that overcomes a past difficulty of surveying a sufficient number of real estate professionals in some areas. So the data that they're getting now, they think is a little bit better, a little bit more true than what they had been getting in the past. So if we look at some of these projects, you ask yourself this, how many of these projects are you going to be taking on in your home? Uh, have you taken on? Will you take on? Did your neighbors take on? Did the house down the street do this? And did they do this thinking that the cost of this project, if it cost a hundred bucks to do this, or a thousand, or ten thousand, how much would they get back on that project if they instantaneously put their house on the market after? doing this? Would they get their money back out of it? That's got to be a difficult question to answer in today's world when we see what homes are selling for. But you would have to say, if we didn't, if we wouldn't have done this project, would we still have gotten that price or would we have gotten less for it? That's why these other people are in this business gathering this data. But here's what I thought I'd I'd share with you. I'm just going to go down some of these these lists and tell you how many how many pennies on the dollar or, you know, how many cents on the dollar or whatever do you get back on some of these projects? And uh, this is going down from the highest down to the lowest. So the first ones that I mentioned until we run out of time here, these are the ones that are providing the highest return on investment. Garage door replacements. This one continues to always lead. Uh, garage door replacements. 95 cents on the dollar is returned at the time that you sell the house. Manufactured stone veneer, so a manufactured stone exterior treatment on the house, 92.7 cents. I'm just going to round up, okay, 93 cents on the dollar. A minor kitchen remodel, 78 cents on the dollar. Wow, I thought you'd spend, you'd, you'd make money on that. If I spend 10000 on a kitchen, can't I get 20000 more for the house? Not according to the data. And this is this is for the mountain. Oh, wait, I got to go back and adjust that one. It's only 72 cents. Uh, this is for the mountain uh, uh, range of, of states here. Siding replacement with fiber cement siding, 70 cents on the dollar. Vinyl window replacements, 69 cents on the dollar. Vinyl siding, 73 cents on the dollar. Uh, window replacements with wood windows, 68 cents on the dollar. Adding a wood deck to the house, 
65 cents on the dollar. Uh, replacing your front entry door with a steel door, uh, 55 cents on the dollar. Uh, composite deck edition, something like a Trex product or one of the composites, only 60 cents on the dollar. A, uh, a new grand entrance door, fiberglass with side lights, all of that, 53 cents on the dollar. Uh, a new roof. Oh, yeah, we need a new roof on the house. We'll get our money back out of that. Yeah, you'll get 60 cents on the dollar back. What about a bathroom remodel? I'm going to remodel this bathroom behind uh, before I sell this house. Okay, you're going to get 57 cents on the dollar back. Uh, a universal design bathroom, something that's accessible by all people, uh, 55 cents on the dollar. Here's a major kitchen remodel on a mid-range home. I mean, we're going to gut it and start all over. 54 cents on the dollar. So if you're doing these projects, thinking that you're going to get all of your money back and then some, you're not. Now, maybe if you do it yourself and you don't factor in the labor, you get a lot back. But if you, these projects are all being done by professionals with materials purchased through those channels not something you have laying around and not you doing it on your own time, you're not going to get that money back. But that doesn't mean you're not going to still move the house up in value and sell it for more. You're just not going to sell it at a rate where you can, on paper, say, I got all my money back. There'll be more Home Fix next week, starting at 7.30 in the morning. I will be here. Hope you will, too. I'm Joe Prin. Thanks for listening. This is News Talk KBOI. All the activities of summer, all the coming and going. You count on your garage door to get you in and out of your home safely and efficiently. For many families, their garage door gets used more than the front door of the house. When your garage door needs to be tuned up or repaired, Garage Door Store Boise is who you call. Broken dual springs can be changed out for $239, which includes tax, labor, and a 10-year warranty. Don't overpay. Garage Door Store Boise built their reputation on quality, speed, and a fair price. New quiet belt drive door openers with two remotes and an exterior keypad start at just $400. If you need a complete new door to make your home look great, Garage Door Store Boise has a selection to impress you. Call Kevin at 208-514-2871, 208-514-2871, or visit garagedoorstoreboise.com for special offers, a photo gallery, and more information. The Hefner Group at Guild Mortgage, your local home lender, can help you with every aspect of mortgage lending. Whether you're buying or refinancing or even building a home, the Hefner Group at Guild Mortgage is here for you. Many people are just now realizing how much equity they have in their homes and looking for ways that they can remodel, add on, or just update their existing home. If you're looking for ways to finance a project like this, start with a conversation with Terry Hefner at Guild Mortgage. He can help you analyze the complete situation and choose an option that best fits you and your goals. Don't get stressed out or confused. Relax and let Terry Hefner and his team of professionals help you with your financing. Call 208-599-8500 or visit terryhefner.com. Terry Hefner is NMLS 95796. The company is NMLS 3274. Guild Mortgage is an equal housing lender. 208-599-8500. 